Ooh, that looks tasty. Support for Boards and Brews comes from Sovereignty. Play board games in a 3D environment on any device. Play smarter. Welcome, folks. Today, the Hungry Gamer is back with another episode of Boards and Brews. And today, I am joined by the man, the myth, dare I say, the legend of podcasting, Peter Gusis <laughs> from the One Stop Co-op Shop. And before we get started, since your your first time on the show, we've had uh, that other guy on the show a few times. Yeah, I, wait, a few times. So wait a minute. I'm like not even second fiddle. I'm like fourth fiddle to only two of us. How does that no, work? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I tell you, he's been on this once, and he was on the Three Idiots show. So, oh, okay. Well, okay, yeah, so. he could be on Three Idiots. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, that, that's right. It's it's the other of the Three Idiots that's been on twice. So anyhow. <laughs> uh, uh, now, now, now that now that we've gone off on a tangent, even before I finish my first sentence, that that's that is a record. Um, <laughs> start with the rapid fire questions that we always start with. Who the crap are you? What is your channel? What is your shtick? And how and why did you get started in the board game media game? So wait, it's rapid fire because you asked the questions rapidly. Yes, <laughs> it's not yes. that I, 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 I it's rapidly. I was like waiting for like a quick question. Oh, oh no, give you a quick no, no, answer. no. So you, well, you see, it used to like... be that. Yeah, it used to be that way. But then, um, most people actually have like a, a story behind like how they got started, and then that became not rapid. So now it's I ask him rapid fire, and I sit back and relax while you answer. Okay. All right. I thought we were going to talk about our brew because I was I was. Oh, all that's ready next. To... That's next. That's after was... this. All right. I was all ready to talk about my brew. I mean, okay. God, did you even outline, bro? Uh, I, I saw the outline. I did. I did. <laughs> you saw it was a thing that existed, right? I, exactly right. Yeah. It's okay. That, uh, I've had a few few people that that literally, like, there was an outline. I was like, how did you get the link to this? Like, I was like, the link was in the outline. He's like, really? There was something below that? Like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. But I, then, did, look, like, I uh, did look through it. I promise. Yeah. Like, uh, Don, Don from Secret Cabal, like, he makes notes in it, like, paragraphs of notes and stuff it's amazing but anyhow you can tell those guys are super organized that's why by the way don's a good friend of mine from long ago before he was ever part of the secret cabal before he was ever part of anything like he was in my game group which is kind of hilarious that you and don are like better friends than we are now because i haven't talked to don in quite a while since like covid hit basically we were hanging out playing games all the time before then but um, well i'm gonna be back out in um december and i'm hoping to get 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 a game day over with don so we'll have to make that happen yeah let me know no i mean <clears throat> i live not far from don at all but uh so who am i i am not don i am peter <laughs> and i do way too much in board gaming it's funny uh, i've been a gamer my whole life i think all of us to some degree or another have i played a lot of backgammon growing up with my family i played a lot of uh, chess with my family but i used to like try to make other games where i'd roll dice and move the chess pieces around that way and like a little bit of game design in in my history i think we all probably played around with stuff when we were younger um when magic the gathering came out definitely played a lot of that uh even actually before that we played a lot of cards through high school at at lunchtime we'd play like trick-taking games heart spades whatever um it just anything we could get our hands on anything game related so i guess i've always been a little bit of a gamer in college, didn't play as much, although I guess we did because we played Magic a lot in our fraternity and we played Hearts and Spades all the time in our fraternity as so well. You, so you guys were the cool fraternity on campus. We were. We played drinking games as well. <laughs> there were drinking games associated with uh, the cards. But, yeah, so but for was... a lot of the younger people listening, 
this whole gaming not being like a social outcast thing is a relatively new uh development because when i was playing magic like it was really not cool like really (laughs) really really not cool yes yes uh we didn't play as much magic i would say i played a lot in high school like my senior year of high school that's when it came out i played a heck of ton with one my one buddy but then of course he did what everybody does that that drives somebody away from the game which is go to the store every day and buy more and more cards and more and more cards and like he just starts showing up with stuff i was like i don't even think that's beatable like i don't know what you've done like can you make another deck i got my like goblin red deck which was all like common goblins like anyway so uh yeah so i didn't play as much magic with that guy at least anyway uh who was my best friend at the time but so gaming's always been part of my life And then I met my wife and board gaming had gone away for a while. I had gone more toward the video game side. But when I met my wife, she was going to have nothing to do with video games at all. So board games was a way that I kind of connected with her. Um, Now, ironically, we don't play many, play more with my kids than my wife. But it was definitely, she kind of pushed me toward doing that. And Jerry, who's on our channel quite a bit, um, and one of my very good friends, like, he was on that road with me. Um, like he, he pushed me to a lot of games in college and his wife was playing games with us too. So the four of us would play quite a few board games back in the day. So that kind of got us back into board gaming, even though it had fallen aside for video games for a while. And then the game design thing started because I had kids and I had a game night. Don was part of that game night, as we were saying earlier, right? <laughs> Salvation Road, one of our games. Um, so. Yeah, when when I had kids, like I didn't have time for game night anymore. So I was like, what do I do by myself? Solo gaming wasn't really that much of a thing. Uh, I still love board games. So I wanted to do something. So I started designing a game. Um, and that's how I met Mike. And that's how this whole one-stop co-op shop thing started. So we started with a podcast because Mike and I are like, well, we're making nothing but cooperative games. Let's talk about, let's try to play every cooperative game that comes out and let's talk about them all. And we figured... Well, may as well record it, make a podcast out of it. And I never thought it would last more than like, certainly not more than a year because I was like, there's not enough co-op games to do this. Like when we launched, the first year we launched was the year Gloomhaven came out. And of course we didn't know like co-op gaming and and adventure gaming was going to become what it became. But yeah, no, then co-op gaming blew up and we've literally done a podcast for, I don't even know how many years, five, six years at this point straight. Um, and then joined up with Colin and joined One Stop Co-op Shop. It's now, now not only a podcast, but also a YouTube channel. And uh, a little over a year ago, because we're crazy, we started a streaming YouTube channel as well called One Stop Co-op Shop Streamed. So, yeah, lots of stuff. Like, who, who, was, who, who was first? Was it the podcast One Stop Co-op was first or uh, Colin's playthrough channel was first? I think Colin's playthrough channel was first. But it was semi-simultaneously, like we weren't long after we started. And the podcast was not One Stop Co-op Shop. It was Co-op Cast when we first started. So if you listen to the first few episodes, we, we say Co-op Cast. Then Colin started a, not rival, because he actually did it every other week from us. So we would do Sundays. He would do every other Sundays. Another podcast called One Stop Co-op Shop. And I was like, why are we on two different channels? We should just do them all together as one podcast so he was on you know he and steve were on our off weeks for a very long time um and then colin stopped doing it and steve had to go through several co-hosts and 
And uh, so, so th that has evolved. But yes, we started around the same time, but Colin became a fan of our podcast. And that's how we kind of merged everything together. And then Mike stole his uh, channel. Well, so Colin was going to give up the channel. Yes. So Mike started creating videos for One Stop Co-op Shop. He was creating podcasts. Colin was creating podcasts for our podcast. And then Colin's like, I can't do it anymore. He was moving. He had kids, all that stuff. He's like, I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm just going to abandon the channel. Mike's like, well, I want to keep making videos. So I'll kind of take it over. And he did. And then Colin was gone for like a week and then came back and started producing videos again. I think he just didn't want the pressure or stress of having to pre create videos as well as, um, you know, running the channel and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, yeah, I, I remember when it was long before I met any of you guys, I, I would watch decently regularly. It was uh, one of my, my, my at the gym in the morning rotation when I was doing cardio. And I remember that first one. I was like, who the crap is this guy? It's not Colin. Who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It, uh, I still feel that way about Mike, by the way. Oh, oh <laughs> poor Mike. Um, poor Mike, nothing. He got ISS Vanguard early. I don't feel bad for him at all. I mean, all he right. gets a lot of things early, which means I get a lot of things early. But yeah. that, And I don't do any work. So, you know, I'm the guy behind the guy. When they say, who's the guy behind the guy? I'm literally the guy behind the guy. I get all the benefits of Mike doing all the videos and stuff. And I basically don't have to do anything except for make Marvel Champions content, which <laughs> makes me happy anyway. Well, and it's funny because usually when someone says the guy behind the guy, it's the guy behind the guy that's doing the real work. But no, 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 you're just literally behind him. No, I'm literally behind him collecting all the games that fall off of his shelves. And uh, <laughs> yeah, what, it's so funny because Mike's like, I called this game. I called this game. I'm like, no, you didn't. You just gave it to me. You still have full access to all these games. Not all of them, but yeah, if you look at most of the games behind me, I, I they all came off of Mike's like, I don't want to keep this in my house anymore shelf. Yeah, see that I was I was I was like, wow, he is really successful at culling stuff. Now I get it. All yep. right. <laughs> yep. So to the to the real question, what is your brewed beverage for today? So today I'm just drinking because it's it's 9 a.m. where I am. Uh, I'm just drinking a Too Many Bones Dark Roast in my Digital Overlords sovereignty mug nice nice yeah sovereignty i, I do want to ask you questions about that because yeah. like we'll talk about that in a minute is that a sponsor of your show or yeah yeah they, they are they are my, my literally my digital overlord they they sponsor everything i do they just say you know talk about us once in a while and uh in the we'll see you later i have uh every six episodes of this so i make a new commercial which will be in, in the middle of this but yeah, go ahead, go ahead and ask, go ahead and ask. Yeah, I'll thrilled. Ask. Well, I'll, I'll talk about my brewed beverage of choice, which is Trulies, which I wasn't sure if this was brewed or not. So I did a Google Foo because I figured I'd be getting crap about this. So, so I had to use my Google Foo because I didn't have any beer and I don't drink coffee. I don't drink caffeine, anything caffeinated. So I was like, what do I drink that's brewed? So according to Town & Country, White Claw still goes through fermentation, but the procedure is very specific. The brand uses a proprietary brewing process that uses fermented sugar and yeast strain that took a year to develop they said so wow. there you go that, brewed that is faster than uh board game development that's yeah that's that is much faster than board game yeah, development right? that is for sure uh but yeah so uh brewed done all right so sovereignty what's your question so the question is so they wanted us to do a review for them um 
you know, show off some of their games, whatever else. And they didn't really have too much co-op. I think they had Isle of Cats solo at the time. But when I played it, I was like, what's the thing that would draw me to this platform over something like Board Game Arena or one of the other platforms? Because at the time they were charging more and they obviously had less games out. So we didn't do it just because, you know, I, I, I couldn't in good faith at that time you know, come on and say, hey, you should check out this other platform. Because I was like, why? So, so, so uh, my question to you is, why should I check it out now? Yeah. Well, the first thing I'll say is that the, they have, I don't know when the actual release is, but they do actually have a, a fully co-op game that they're about to release, a Mission Catastrophe, which is also competitive or co-op. You could choose what you do. So that there's, that's coming out soon, which would be, that would be the one for you to check out. That's it's it's fun. It's very very hard, but it's fun. But what they I tell forbidden, people, Forbidden Island. Too, oh, right? that's right. That's right. Forbidden Desert. I think Desert. Desert's the one they have. Okay, I thought yeah. I saw one of the Forbiddens. I thought I saw Planet Unknown, which I don't think is on any other platform. So nope. I mean, I, that's I guess the only I'll, one. I'll do the literal selling of that one for you. Yeah, I saw Planet Unknown in there, and I think they have the solo mode for that as well. Yeah, so, yeah, they do. Actually, Planet they, Unknown did an entire. Uh, in the after they uh, fulfill or funded before they fulfilled an entire tournament on there of people tracking their their their, their solo scores and the winner got um, uh, neoprene play mats and stuff. Uh, but the big thing for me is well, one it did like board game arena. It's doing all your scoring and stuff for you. It's doing all your setup for you. It's doing your shuffling. Great. Yep. But what I tell people is it's the platform. For people that don't like the TTSs and stuff, because okay. what it's doing is there's just not a lot of buttons you can push, um, okay. and it it plays actually. I just recently discovered this after about a year and a half of playing it. It plays great on a tablet oh, or, even, or even a phone because you have it, it's represented like it has a whole digital environment. Like you have an avatar, and your view is through the eyes of your avatar. And so you have a little slider on the side, which is representing you're literally leaning over the table and you can kind of move your head around. And then beyond that, um, there will be three buttons at the bottom. Inspect, you can look at something closer if you need to zoom it in. Uh, Whatever, you know, pick your card or whatever. And in the most complicated games, like Planet Unknown, it'll have a, you know, your or Isle of Cats where you're placing your polyomino, you know, the up, up, right, right. Or you can just literally tap on the screen. But really, it's for people that don't like TTS. That's what it's for. Like, my my wife loves playing on that far more than any of the others because it's very simple. It's relatively fast. And they're getting more and more and more good games on there uh, as it goes. But you're right. That was at the very beginning. That that was the biggest challenge is they just didn't have a lot of games. And it's a slow, slow release. But uh, they have Lockup coming out soon. They have a uh, night cage coming out soon, which, okay, Oh, night cage. That's, that's that co-op game. too. Yeah. Yep. My daughter loves that game. Yeah. So it, it's, it's slowly been kind of, kind, kind of just building up, building up. And right now uh, in the, it's kind of like board game arena and that the, the stuff that's you can play for free, it's, you know, not everything, but what they do is it, it rotates every month what the free games are. So everything you eventually will do. And right now there's, there's so many free codes right now to try out the thing in fact check the description right now there's a code for 60 days of platinum um, okay 
good but, i'm gonna do that actually i'm gonna try yeah. it out and uh yeah. maybe we'll even stream something that'd be fun and you know and they they every tuesday they do a, a game night where they have the discord and they'll, they'll sponsor something played um yeah and it is the best place and i will stand by this i will you fight me on this it is the best place to play sushi go okay Absolutely. i've never played sushi go ever yeah, it, in my life oh it's fun it's fun okay um anyhow so that's the uh i have a i have an unnatural hate hate and i'm gonna i don't know why disdain even for any game that claimed to be like the first drafting game and i, I know sushi go didn't claim this but like seven wonders sushi go like all those early drafting game because for whatever reason i had this in my mind like no fairy tale was the first drafting game like where you're drafting a card passing the rest to the left all this and all of them are like oh every time i hear oh this is such a unique thing this is something new or something different i'm like no fairy tale did it like 10 years ago what do you at this point maybe 20 years ago but i was just like i don't know why so for me like any game that has that in it like i just have a natural i don't want to like it um and i don't know why i have no particular attachment to fairy tale but like that one angered me for whatever reason that's it's, funny yeah it is it's, it's do, do you also get angry about uh work, worker placement when people because because most people i i mean i like worker placements and now i, I like a lot <laughs> uh, most people that i've talked to they would immediately jump to lords of Waterdeep, which is no. not the first one no not by it's the first stretch. one a lot of people played well Crickolo was before lords of Waterdeep. uh there's tons of them that were before Kalis was before lords of Waterdeep. Yeah, i i think people most people who actually know stuff which is not me would, would say that Kalis was the first big one to hit like you know i'm sure there was some, some guy in his basement that had I'm done trying it. to remember if Kalis was before agricola they were i think so yeah it see now i'm that guy like the guy i just said i hate when people say seven wonders was the first one when clearly fairy, fairy tale was first um yeah, but yeah, you said I, think. You said think. Yeah, yeah, I I don't I don't remember, but um, Agricola was the first one I big one I remember. But I certainly played Kalis when that came out as well. So, but Kalis drives me crazy for another reason. It is the meanest game. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, it is so mean. That Provost is like the most mean, nasty thing in any game that I I, I am willing to play. Because um, yeah, I will play that one. Yeah, I, I haven't played it specifically because of just how how mean. And I've looked at the rules. Well, that's not really that nice. Like, I'll get divorced if I, <laughs> I want to play that one. But it's the same type of thing, though, because it was oh, Lord, Lord, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not the first guy. I mean, oh no, that wasn't it's the first one the first. that you played. It's the first one that I played, and I think a lot of people sometimes make that confusion. Well, it's the first one that I played, and it's old, so that must be the first. Yeah, mm. no, it it was definitely not before either of those other two, yeah. um, for sure. Um, but yeah i don't know we're we're way off of the that's uh, right. <laughs> off of... Is, is dominion the first deck builder yes, yes. is it actually dominion dominion is actually for and ascension was pretty short afterward um and they had a completely different thing there was also um thunderstone was another one that was pretty early in the process and then arctic scavengers was the one that like got lost in the shuffle somewhere that nobody remembers i was about to say like boy that that, that they biffed on that one Jeez, yeah I yeah i mean considering where all the other ones in that genre ended up the fact that arctic scavengers is part of that group is uh is a little sad yeah they, they don't even let them into the uh the reunions no <laughs> 20 <laughs> years of the first deck builders hey guys can i come in go away. no 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 <laughs> they tried to reboot that one a couple of times they just 
they went the opposite way. They tried to make it more complicated instead of less complicated. And there was like five different decks. And I don't remember all this stuff, but I remember it was, uh, yeah, it didn't do very well. All right. Well, let's actually try to get back roughly to what we were doing. That was a good tangent. That was the longest tangent we've ever had on the show. So, so I had the first tangent you've ever had and the longest tangent you've ever had. See, yeah. I'm telling you, you're like, oh, don't worry. You can go off yeah, on tangents or whatever. I'm like, yeah, that that's my life. That's well, what I you do. You know, the past <laughs> couple of, and, and for everyone who's uh, listening, watching, it's, I know it's been slow lately, but I actually got Peter and I got another one coming relatively soon after. So I should be, be, be back on track. But past couple of episodes i said oh wow that might be the earliest tangent we've been on i don't know that you're going to be dethroned right that was really early so, well i mean you talked about mike in the intro and i couldn't let it go without you know a jab that's, that's true that's true that's, that's how that's how we live our lives over here yeah for the east coast people they're very 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 tough over there very mean yes um all right, so jumping into actually where we're starting today. So first off is, what have you been playing lately? And then the second part of the question is, what what's on the table now? Meaning, what's the imminently to be played game that's coming up? Well, what's on the table now, and what I've been playing? I, I could talk about this for five hours because it's well, okay, well, just 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 pick a couple. Just pick a couple. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, it's Marvel Champions. So literally yesterday, as of the recording of this. Four new heroes came out, five new scenarios came out, all X-Men related. So for me, Marvel Champions, uh, you know, I can't keep it away from calling it my number one game at this point because I've just played so much of it. Um, it is a part of my life. When release day comes, I am right there playing it day one when the new stuff comes out. I've been to a con just for Marvel Champions this year. Uh, yeah, it, it's kind of taken over my life. It really, I don't know. It's the game I play with my kids. It's the game... My wife and I started playing this new set. And so I'm going at her pace for this one. Um, just because I was like, you know what? I get so excited for this every time it comes out. I want to share that excitement with you. And so, yeah. And so, so for, for, for just in case anybody doesn't know, it's just the, the, the one paragraph over. Like, what, what is Marvel Champions other than Marvel? Yeah. So Marvel Champions is a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. It is probably easiest to get into the living card games, although that's not saying a lot at this point. But basically, you buy a core set. It comes with six different heroes and you're fighting against different villains. So your goal is to knock the villain out before they complete their scheme, which is, you know, they always have a scheme like I, I was I almost pulled one from Sentinels of the Multiverse and I will where, you know, they're crashing the moon into the earth or whatever else. But like, the very first scenario is you're fighting against Rhino and he's trying to rob a bank, right? So it's not, it's not even like, you know, it doesn't even have to be this like world changing scheme. You're just trying to stop him from robbing the bank. You beat him up before he robs the bank, you win. If not, the, the villain wins. The thing that's great about the game for me is it's really good solo. You can play with one hero by yourself and play the game very good. And that's actually how I teach the game. It's how I taught both my kids and my wife. They played solo while I kind of ran the AI. And it was so funny because my wife's like, I hit you for this much damage. I'm like, you know, it's not me, right? Like, I'm not actually Rhino here. I was <laughs> like, no, you are. You are. <laughs> right. And not only that, but my wife's like the least, like she she created a, a uh, LLC called Peace on Collective. My wife is the least violent person you ever want to do. She's like a quilter and a uh, yoga person, a yoga hey, instructor. Quid, hey, those quilting cons get, get rough. <laughs> yes. But so I, mean, I was just laughing because I'm running the AI for her, right? So like, you know, just to take 
the burden of it off. And if she had questions, I'd be able to answer or help her without trying to run my own character. So a lot of times I'll teach the game as a solo game, but it's so funny because she treated me as if I was like actually making decisions for the bad guy when all I'm doing is like flipping cards as you normally would in the, uh, the solo game. There is no versus mode in the game, but I often teach it solo because it does scale in time per player. So, I mean, basically with two players, the villain has twice as much life. With three players, three times as much life. It doesn't exactly scale time-wise that way, but it's still much longer the more players you have. So it's a perfect game for one or two players. I think when you get to three or four, it does get a little long for my taste unless everybody really knows the game well. Yeah, I've actually gurged yourself. I've actually never played it. I, I adore Sentinels of the Multiverse, and I just I just have never played it. Someday are you um are you a marvel fan i am not not huge like i i watch all the movies i watch the shows and i enjoy them yep and then i don't think about them that's me um I, i've never read a comic book in my life not one um and so yeah it's not like i have this ingrained marvel whatever but the gameplay for me it's the right amount of deck building so we talked about magic gathering stuff like that like they have pre-constructed decks, so you don't ever have to deck build. You just play right out of the box against the villain, and it's a fun experience. And um, But you can deck build, and you can make your own, you know, your hero kind of do certain things or, or focus on certain things for that specific mission. Um, so it's the right amount of deck building because it's not very much deck building. But at the same time, uh, the, the card play is so fun. And every hero, I mean, we're two or three years in now. They've got... I'm sure over 40 heroes at this point, oh, everyone gosh. feels different. Oh, like, that's so many. I just know how many. That's, uh, I, yeah, I, I just know how many Sentinels of the Multiverse characters I have. And I have, over there, I got the new version of it, which I haven't I haven't opened up yet. But yeah, the, the, we, we really like that this style of game. Um, and I, I, I feel, I honestly, if I didn't already have so much Sentinels of the Multiverse, we yeah. would probably have have the other but currently we've haven't played in a long time but there is some fan on bgg of the sentinels made a campaign where you go through and you use every different hero and you fight all the different things and if you win and you lose like you get bonuses like and so we were slowly playing through that but yeah i know you you live and die and breathe marvel champions um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's a good game. It, it's such a good game. It does everything I want it to. Like, I like boss battlers in general, and that's really what it is. You're, you're beating yep. up the boss. Every boss feels different. Every hero feels different. So you have really infinite combinations. And I don't know if I would have been into it as much if I didn't start streaming it every Friday night. It's, it's a funny thing. You think you'd stream something you love, but I started streaming it. And I, I liked the game at the time, but I started streaming and Terrence wanted to do it. And so every Friday we started streaming it and like every Friday, he's like, what are we doing next Friday? What are we doing next Friday? And the game really does shine at two players, especially two players who really know the game. And I like how you can change your experience with the game. What I mean by that is you could go really hard, right? You could play like the hardest scenarios, the hardest encounters, make it harder and harder and really challenge yourself every time you can make it really easy and you can make a new challenge. Like Hawkeye shoots arrows, of course, right? He has nine arrows in his deck. Let's see if I can shoot all nine in one turn. You know, so you can come up with these crazy challenges. People are doing speed runs where it's like, let's see how many, how few turns I can beat the game in or how few turns I can do with a clean board, which means I get rid of every minion, every everything off the board. So 
See, I do. How quickly can I lose? Like that's or how that's quickly, where I am. Well, if, if you watch our Friday night streams, that is typically what's going on. We we crank up the difficulty on it, and we're like, all right, we're gonna just see how how long it takes for us to get a beat down. Whatever you know, they, they released one character that almost got me. Which one was that? Spider Ham. Yep, my daughter loves Spider Ham. Loves Spider Ham. By the way, we're gonna play either later today or later this week. We're playing, and I'm gonna teach you Spider Ham, and I'm gonna teach you solo. Really, like I said, I think the best way to learn the game is as a solo game. I'll walk you through it. We'll play. It'll take half hour at most. All and, right, we'll uh, do it. I'm sold. Yep, you're gonna fall in love. I better love this game. Oh, it's so good. It's <laughs> it would so be like good. ten minutes, and I'll be like, "Yeah." So, oh, look at the time. I have to go work. But will it's nine p.m. I have to go work. I must. No, computer. what you're gonna do is go. Oh crap! How much does start to buy at this point? <laughs> and oh, the good gosh, news is, <laughs> the good news is, like you can get away with just a core set and whatever heroes you like, and then you could slowly add to it whichever you know encounters you like. They already have campaigns in uh when you buy it you can buy campaigns so you play through the campaign and you level up and things like that as you go along so they have that kind of stuff already so any big box you buy expansion comes with five new scenarios and two new heroes also so like even just buying the big boxes is fine and then you pick up whichever heroes you want to play with and so you have all all 40 heroes i assume oh i have everything yeah yeah no question yeah no when when it comes out i'm in the store like credit card ready to go it's it is my lifestyle game for sure. Gotcha. All right. So I'll, I'll jump to the first one that, that I've been playing lately. I, I got two that I've been playing lately. Okay. Um, and uh, normally I'd only pick one, but I played one of them so much right into the second one. So the first one is Oathsworn. Which, that game. Yeah. Oh, man. So oh, I was so mad at Mike. Mike got everything. <laughs> like, lit, like, I just got it like a week and a half ago it just finally showed so i backed it, it just finally showed and i i only got the standees version and i'm very happy about that i wish we had only gotten the standees version like honestly well you you you, you can sell off those extra minis like people will buy that the problem but... is you don't have the standees so 90 percent oh. of these games well no trust me this is what i was mad about like 90 percent of these games like they'll give you the standees and then you get the miniatures also no this one just has the miniatures so when I brought it to Gen Con this year, I literally couldn't just bring the big box. I had to bring a miniatures box along with me as well, where I just dumped in a bunch of miniatures from the rest of it. No, I have no standees, so I can't solve the miniatures. Oh, man. Well, let me tell you, the standees version is great. It's, yeah. still, a, it's still a big box. And it, and it doesn't actually, it has lid lift with all the little envelopes, secret envelopes. Yep. So there's no way to actually get it closed, but man. So anyhow, but... So I've been playing, so it finally showed up, and I couldn't start until I I painted it, which also standees, much faster. Wait, how do you paint the standees version? I'm so confused. Hold on. Well, there's still minis in there. There's minis oh. for all the heroes. Oh. Which is okay. my preferred way for a game. I, you give, give me minis for my heroes. And then all the other stuff, like, I'm just going to kill you. So I don't, I don't want you to look fancy. I just want you to die. <laughs> you know? Nice. Especially with something like this where... I mean, I've I've just finished the third fight, about to start the fourth. So I assume that you only fight these things once, though. I will say there was an earlier adventure where something didn't actually die. So I'm guessing I'm going to have to fight that again at some point. Yeah, That's my maybe. guess. But, you know, it's going to do it once. I don't need to paint that. If I'm only going to see it <laughs> once. Um, but, uh, we just talked about it on uh, Barron's 
painting stream and he just the judgment that he was coming through that screen i was about to say you're not talking to barrett when you use those words like that is clearly not how he feels at all yeah but so people don't know it it is a pure boss battler it just uh uh, almost uh uh, a la king death monster just less gross in many ways where you're just going boss fight to boss fight but instead of having this huge upkeep of like in kingdom death of your your town and your technologies you play through a story and it's fully voiced in the app and it's you're moving location to location in the city usually trying to figure something out you know what's going on or find a murderer or whatever and as you're you're going through you're making choices because you can't go to all the locations you're going to run out of time and if you solve it quick enough one you will get special information about the boss you get to look at his boss board before it flips over so you might gear yourself differently or pick different cards um or uh, uh you get extra little bonuses for finishing fast the tokens you get a lot of yeah. tokens to- tokens <laughs> and yeah. uh oh boy i love those tokens they're great and, but and you get the, a lot of them yeah <laughs> which <yeah>. is great <laughs> and and the because you need them and the yeah. other little shtick about it that people talk about it, and it's funny because most people i've seen play it they just say i'm only using the dice but you can choose you can kind of gloomhaven style flip over cards for the damage that your dice do or or your attacks do or you can roll dice or you can use a mix of both and i know baron's like i don't use a card just roll the dice but i really like it because i you kind of you count the cards a little bit so i always start out early with those because you have all those redraw tokens um so I just keep flipping them and i kind of say okay i've got all the crap out of here so i'm just gonna wait and use it and then i'm like okay i got a bunch of Criticals I've gotten on this. I'm just now I'm just gonna do the dice. Like I, I love it. It's just great. I'm so happy with this game so well, far. Well, and sometimes you roll more dice than you have, and then you just flip. At least I do. I'm like, oh, I need more dice. I don't have more dice. I'm just gonna flip some cards. What are you doing that you have that many dice? Like uh, I don't remember, but I definitely oh criticals, right? Whenever oh, you critical, yeah, yeah. you get to roll more dice. That's well, right. if I run out of dice, then sometimes I'll draw cards or I don't remember, but I've definitely had situations where I'm like, oh, I have to roll more dice than I have in front of me. So, yeah, I'm just going to flip cards at this point. Yeah, uh, and, and and it's the same thing. So it tells you in the game that for the bad guys, you should use the cards. Like, they have their own little bad guy set of cards. And I've totally done that to him. Like, wow, he just missed a whole bunch. I think uh, I think the bad guy's done with the cards now. I'm just going to start to roll dice. dice. <laughs> and, and, until that one time when it just goes real bad. Like, so that happened to me and i yeah i stopped using dice for the bad guys after what real bad was I, like yeah. I, at first i just did dice for everybody and then i'm like oh no that went real bad i'm never using dice again for the enemies and they tell you not to they basically tell you yeah you can't like, do it's it a bad, it's a bad idea but you shouldn't <laughs> yeah. oh that's fun so anyway but so i, I like all that and the, the the story i it hit me hard in the feels so okay in one of the earlier things there's a moment where you can send one of your heroes to do a thing and the app says they're not coming back you will lose this hero if you do this and i looked and i was like i want to i don't want to put another mini together and paint one right now <laughs> so i said none of us are going and then bad things happen one of the other little side characters you have is like i'll do it <laughs> and it runs off and i was like oh my god i just killed 
and I felt so bad. <laughs> and to me, that was a beautiful moment. Yeah. In storytelling, because I legitimately, I was like, back, back, back. I'll kill somebody. I'll kill somebody. But I couldn't. Uh, so All yeah. Right, so, so I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, so Kingdom Death Monster, I, I definitely get the comparison because you have two different phases. But for me, it's not really the same because it's so much more tactical. Like Kingdom Death Monster, you just ro- rolling a lot of dice. Yeah, I, you're, you're right. I've played a lot with Barrett. I, I, I mean, and that's the guy who loves the game more than anybody. So I've had good experiences with it and I've had fun playing it. But for me, that game is not about the tactics. It's about praying to God you survive and seeing what cool stuff you get out of uh, and how you can level your town and stuff. Yeah, like the Kingdom that. Death comparison is just because so many people know that. It's just the boss yeah. battler idea. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like this far, far better. So let me ask you, though, do you like the town phase in this game? It, I, I do. I, I've been enjoying it. It's just it's a nice little for me, a nice little breath of fresh air. And I and I like the story. Like, I don't think if I wasn't enjoying the story and enjoying the narration, I don't think I would as much. Um, it does seem like right now it's about get as many damn tokens as you can. Yep. Um but uh, uh you know there's so there has definitely been some interesting choices i'll be really curious because this is one that i might actually go back and do again if i well, continue and, to and enjoy i found it. that reading is important too because they'll give you clues about where stuff is so you've got this map and there are tokens on the map and it's like which tower do you want to explore or whatever and like it'll say earlier it would have said oh they're in you know they're doing this at the east tower but you have to remember that and then you have to also figure out which one the east tower is which is another like you know visual cue or whatever else so there's a little bit of that, but uh, so there's three ways to experience the story in this game. One of them is, as you said, through the app, they'll read it to you. And the, the reading is excellent. Like it is really well done. Like, you know, one of the highest level apps I've seen and, and it, it is done very well. You can also read it in the storybook yourself. So, you know, you get all the same narrative through the storybook, but they have a third option. <laughs> and the third option is the quick summary option where because the town phase takes 30 minutes mm-hmm. and a fight might take 30 to 45 minutes. So it is as long as that town phase. So the, the, the summary page, whatever you want to call it is, I mean, 10 minutes at most. Mm-hmm. And you're making a lot of the same choices. Now you're not getting the visual board aspect of it. Which locations do I want to explore? It changes the game in another way because it gives you a goal almost similar to Gloomhaven in a way where it's like you have a personal goal for this mission and to get extra bonuses, normally you have to do it in a certain amount of time, the town phase in a certain amount of time to get those bonuses here, because you're not doing the town phase. They say, okay, do this mission objective and you get those bonuses, the same bonuses you would have gotten. But 90% of the story feels like the same. I say 90%, even though it's like half as much writing, they use the same text, everything else. They just don't give you as many forking or branching options for me that's the way i like to play the game i'm not a narrative gamer i mean i kill every role-playing group i ever join because i'll play for like two or three sessions everybody will be having fun and i'm like all right i'm done with this so i mean that's i mean talking about long campaign games that's what we're getting into today and i think that's why it's a, a kind of relevant discussion for me, the only way I'm going to get through this campaign is if I do those quick summaries. And I'm glad they gave options, though, so everybody can do it. It's not like that town phase is a bad part of the game. It's actually very interesting. I just know myself, there's 0% chance I get through the entire campaign if I have to go through that town phase between every mission. 
because that a lot of times that's what kills momentum for me. I like the fighting part. I like the tactical part. I don't as much like the town stuff. That's that's interesting because one of the things we'll, we'll talk about later is that the, to me the story is on super important to me, which is why I don't particularly love Gloomhaven. I, like, I don't care, like whatever. Um, and so, and also the reason that you like the uh, uh, summary mode is fight, fight, fight. I find I need to, I need a breath in between some of those fights. I'm like, oh god, okay, <laughs> hold on, hold on, wait, hold on, hold on. Okay, Mister Game of Thrones man, read me some story while I, you know, move something around. So it's it's interesting, but so anyhow, I, I'm work working on a re- review of it. Really like it so far. Um, I do too. It's certainly my game of the year so far this yeah, year. It it no it, it is it. in that consideration. Uh, I talked to the designer at Gen Con, and um. Mostly I went up because I, I, I really realized I wanted the metal coins and I didn't order them. I, was like, <laughs> I wish I had them. So I, I went up and I was just chatting with them, you know, and it, it was there as media. And, you know, I, I feel like most people in the media, people walk up, they're like, are oh, you just going to ask me for a game? I was like, I said, OK, well, I'm not here asking for anything. I just want to say, like, I'm super excited about this. I got the standees version. It's on the way. And I was like, no, I am asking for something. I was like, Do you have any metal coins I can buy? And he was like, tell you what, come by after the con. You can just take our set here. Of course, I was leaving early, and yeah. so I told got my but my told my buddy Don. I was like, Don, you have a job, you have a you job, have one job. <laughs> Go get this thing. But I was talking to him, and, you know. He, uh, I said, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do a review. I mean, again, I'm just a backer, and I said, I, I feel like you know, I'll play through four fights, and then I can cover. So he said, Yep, you do four, and you mostly have the idea of everything that can happen. And I'm glad I did it because the third fight was way different. Then the I'm gonna say something that I'm gonna edit out. People listening, there's a whole bunch of edits that has happened. Um, here comes another one. Yeah, so the first one was the rats, which everyone knows about, which has been the hardest one for me so far. Okay, so uh, fragmented spoilers aside, um, <laughs> but yeah, really digging it. Um, hoping to play another another one today, maybe. Um, anything else you've been playing lately other than Marvel Champions? Before we talk about what's what's coming next. Well, we talked about a campaign game that we both played through recently, which was uh, the space one, Acarius, Stars of Acarius. I definitely had that one to the table quite a bit lately. Uh, I actually played the loop today as well because uh, I hadn't played that game forever and I thought we were going to talk about it and so good. Yeah, I forgot how good the loop was as well. But no, Stars of Akaris, I really like. Um, For me, it is the best tactical space combat game. I've played plenty of Star Wars X-Wing and I, it's fine. Like what Stars of Akarios does as far as their tactical space combat. Now, there's a bunch of mess of other stuff that's included in the game that doesn't need to be there. But this, again, back to this combat part for me, the space combat in that game is freaking great. Yeah, I I, I like it. It, it. it very much has, well, that Gloomhaven feel to it. And I, I don't think they're trying, trying to shy away from it. But I, I really, I like the fighting and the combat so much more than I do in, in Gloomhaven. I think it's the dice. I think it's the dice driven bit that I just, it, that just grabs me a lot. I mean, it might be, but it also might be, this is the part that, that was interesting for me. It's the tactical nature of your attacks. Your attacks have an area of effect and figuring out how to get the maximum number of enemies into those area of effects or the proper enemy in when you're moving around and you don't have nearly as much control as you would like, you know, you're not moving just five spaces or whatever. You have to move in a very, prescribed pattern, way yeah. um so to get to the spot you need to get to and be able to turn and face the way you want to do and still line them up in that area i mean it's just 
it's so satisfying. It's such a satisfying tactical puzzle. Yeah, the um, it's interesting about the about the, the other stuff in there, which so far I, I have enjoyed the planet exploration of it. Now yeah. I've only I, I've done, I've finished Act One or whatever, so I need to bring it back out and keep going. And I didn't find it overlong. I know some people thought it was really too long, the first one, but it also there's one spot in the first big planet where it's just they didn't write something well and a lot of people missed it. And they're yeah. like, I've been playing this first planet for two hours now and I don't know what to do. And I did the same thing. I actually went to the Stars of Vicario's Facebook room. I said, I, what am I missing here? And so I said, no, no, no go, go back and reread that again. I was like, oh, so there's yeah. that. The space exploration thing, so far, it just is. Um, it doesn't I, need to be there. Yeah. Like, honestly, there's no reason for that to yeah. be there. No, I'm hoping maybe <laughs> later on it's going to, there'll be pay dirt there because it doesn't bother me. It just right. is. Like, it's weird. So when I play, this I mean, thing, it takes I, 10 seconds to do, but it's like the bigger problem for me is that it takes up more table space. It, like, oh, yeah. I, I got I got it awesome. set up. So, uh, I, I take the box. I have box lids over in the corner, and I put the space map on that. So that's always set up. And I have my game table with the game on it, and then I have like it's it's a whole thing in my little room. And I even I kept a box from some uh, a Steamforge game sent me um, uh, Horizon Horizon Zero Dawn in a big box, and I just had this big cardboard box under my table where I put like campaign books. Like it's a whole setup, and it's <laughs> right. It, it's a, it's a it's a lot of stuff, but yeah, I, I, I've been enjoying Star Stars of Cars quite a bit, and and I painted it, so you know. Yeah, I mean, okay. the the only problem with me with the the overhead map is, like I said, it's just I gotta find space on my table for it, which I have plenty of space in my house, but I just don't like want to keep it set up, like you know what I mean. And it's it's not a game that you could put away easily. So a game we were talking about earlier, Hoplomachus Victorum, I think has one of the best. Like I did it when I forget what was going on. We just got new puppies. That's what it was. And I was downstairs, upstairs, downstairs, upstairs, watching the dogs, trying to get away from the dogs. Like all this stuff was going on. And I just packed that game away. I brought it downstairs. I could set it up in two seconds later. You cannot do that with stars of Acarios. But like, so for me, that is a huge feature, especially these big, long campaign games. I mean, I guess we're kind of getting into the main topic a little bit today. It's like, the ability to put it away and pull it back out easily without having to do a whole lot of bookkeeping. Like Victorum had that Coliseum or whatever, where you put all the cards, you put all the chips and stuff like I that. I don't have mine yet. I don't know. Oh, sorry. But the whole point of that was like, I was like, this is wasteful. Why is this in here? But then I played with it and it's like to clean it up, take the cards out, put them in this one spot and then close up the Coliseum or the stands or whatever they call it and put it away and then when you come back it's all ready to go and i'm like oh my god it is like literally it takes less than five minutes to clean up and set up and if you've got a big long campaign where i've got to put away right now because mike's trying to take it back from me and i'm like no i got to finish this campaign that i'm in the middle of but like i can easily just tomorrow set it up if i didn't have stupid stars of acario set up on my table (laughs) in the other room i could do that like yeah, because I don't want to break that one down. So yeah, I, I don't know. For me, yeah, that is I, a, a I always yeah, I will talk about it when we get later. But I, for all these games, that they will stay on my table for upwards of a week, and then I'll play through you know several, and then put it away. So like when next time I bring out Stars or Carios, which is next for me, I'll play through in another entire chapter. Yeah, and then you know put put, put it away. But we're not quite there yet. 
So the other one I've been playing a lot of, which I now, based on what you've said, I know that you don't care about this next game. Probably not. Familiar Tales, which I've been playing a lot of. I actually I like that game. Oh, good. I Well, one of the reasons I like it, again, great app, really good storytelling, good voice acting. I enjoy the card play of it. I learned, don't do the solo mode. Like just <laughs> forehand it. It's not Mike that hard. That, yeah. Mike said that. Yeah. And I, I just... I'm really, really enjoying it. As I went back, I, I played through, I've now finished era two. Of, there's a three era game. Each one has th- three chapters. And it re- I'd, I'd gotten through most of era one. I was enjoying it, but it really picks up. And I just, it's not hard. It's not very hard, but, no. but you know, I, I'm okay with that sometimes. But again, because I'm really enjoying the story to it and kind of playing through, which is why I thought you'd be like, I don't like this game, but it has story. No, I don't mind story. I actually like story. I agree with you on Gloomhaven. I think that's one of the worst stories in game. The problem with Gloomhaven is the story, they try to pack too much into it. It's almost, well, I don't know. It's like one of those movies where it's like, all right, they didn't need to introduce these three characters because now they had to do whole subplots for these characters and it like ruined the rest of the movie. Like Gloomhaven almost tries to put too much in. Not almost does. It puts too much in. So I can't follow the main narrative. I don't know what the main narrative is, is at some point. Like, I don't know what path I'm supposed to be following. Like, at some points, it's just a bunch of stickers on the board. I haven't done this mission yet. May as well check that one off the list, right? Like, so for me, that's where you lose me. Um, where I feel like Familiar Tales, and I've played all the games in that series, the storybook series. I have not played a lot of all of those games, but I've played them all at least a little bit. It is by far the best system of any of those games. Yep. And for me, it is it is one of the best stories as well in all of those games. I like the problem I have with narrative games when they're specifically trying to be narrative a lot of times is they go, well, I'm going to hand wave mechanics in in like just because I want the story to be so good. And so that that bothers me when they do that. But I feel like they've done that in other ones, even Mice and Mystics. I feel like a lot of times they're like there's cheese on the table. What does that mean gameplay wise? Like figure it out. I'm like, no, I don't want to figure it out. You, it's your game. Like, tell me how I'm supposed to play it, right? I, I feel like there weren't moments like that. They don't, like, they do things to change gameplay based on the narrative, but they don't lose the gameplay portion of it for yeah. the narrative, which is good. Yeah, so I, I really enjoyed that. I'm looking for, really looking forward to finishing it. Like, if I didn't have a commitment, because I really, like, I really do enjoy playing Stars of Vicarios, but I'm like, oh, Maybe I should just finish Familiar Tales. But then, of course, if I finish it, I finished it. And so there's, there's a lot of emotions going on with me for that. <laughs> so, all right. So the, the last one before we actually jump into our topic, what is on the horizon? What is coming? What's the next game that you're going to play? You cannot say Marvel Champions. I mean, we know that's the next game we're going to play. But uh, a game I want to get back to that. All right. So I said I wasn't a big Marvel comic book fan, whatever. So this is going to sound weird. But a game I want to get back to uh, that I really enjoyed playing the few times that I played it is Marvel Crisis Protocol, which is another like fantasy flight game, but it's their miniatures game. So it's a competitive game uh, where you're playing against. uh, So you form your faction of heroes and you're playing against somebody else who forms their faction of heroes. I love miniatures games. Blood Bowl is one of my favorite games. I called it my favorite game for years and years and years. I love the leveling up system and things like that. Now, Crisis Protocol doesn't have that part of it, but I love tactics. You could probably tell that from a lot of what, I, what I've been talking about. And I love tactical combat where you're like trying to figure out like 
you know, that, that extra square, that extra whatever. How do I make this happen? Like trying to figure out the impossible and then make it possible is like one of my favorite things in gaming. So I really do like miniatures games and Crisis Protocol is simple enough. It's a low enough model count game. Um, and then they're also, of course, familiar characters. So I understand what their powers are doing because it makes sense logically to me. So I don't know. I, I just, I love skirmish miniatures games and I don't play them enough. And so that's one I want to get back to the table again. You know, it, that's funny. I did not know that because the guys that uh, everyone here knows, I'm, I'm working on the Lunar Rushers on Kickstarter right now, but their previous game is a miniature skirmish game that I uh, connected them with Mike to see if he wanted to cover it. They have a pretty robust solo mode to it. And he decided it wasn't for him. Clearly, I should have been having them talk to you. <laughs> I, I had no idea you like major skirmish games. I um, do. I, I yeah. love tactical, anything tactical. Summoner Wars, another one of my favorite games. That's a card-based game. Yeah. But, I mean, anything that's tactical like that, where you're figuring out a spatial puzzle, like, that just clicks with me for whatever reason. Yeah, I'll have to connect you with them. It, it, in my opinion, uh, it's called Omicron Protocol. In my opinion, it's it's very heavy. Like, it, one more rule. And you might as well bust out your rulers. You know what I okay. mean? Like, you know, it, it's as heavy as you can get. It's crunchy. But, you know, if you're looking for one that's got some crunch, I, I think it's, it's fantastic. And I don't even get paid to say that. You know, if I tell you about Lunar Rush, I get paid to talk about Lunar Rush, not that one. <laughs> All right. nice. But so for, for me now, th this one, I think you'll appreciate my next one. And it's, it's uh, I'm actually using the box to prop up my microphone right now. Um, but we played this at um, Origins. And it hadn't been signed at the time. And I actually took a picture of the sell sheet and I posted it in a group and literally someone saw it there and wound up getting this game signed. That is Cosmoctopus. Is, oh, with Henry. Yeah, yeah, that, that is, it's literally, uh, I'm actually uh, doing a run through with Henry later today on TTS just to make sure I'm playing it right. That's the next one. People don't know, and I don't, I barely remember it other than it made me laugh because you are trying to summon the Cosmoctopus from the inky realm into the world in the ocean. And it's a, a resource collection. I don't care. I don't think we actually lay, I think it's tile. You're flipping tiles over as you're going. And it's just this wacky, wacky theme. And when we played it really solid, fun, kind of Euro vibe to it. Um, I did not play it. Yeah. Believe it or not, Mike played it at Gen Con this year. Um, and so Henry Audubon, if you don't know him, he's the designer of parks, trails. So people know Henry's games, even if you don't recognize his name or not. No, Henry's a great dude. I can't wait to hang out with him at PAX. He's one of my favorite people in the industry right now. Um, so, yeah. Take no, that, I, Mike. I mean, no, Mike is definitely, he's like bottom 10%. <laughs> so, uh, no, but uh, yeah, Henry's a very, very good dude. And um yeah, no, I didn't play this one. Oh, so oh you weren't there? I was there. Oh, you were playing Gaia Project uh, next to it, I think. I Maybe, think you, yes. Yeah, I think that was that night. I don't know how much you remember. I, uh, yes, I, I remember. <laughs> Look, that, that, if, you, if you want to find out what Will's talking about, listen to our PAX recap from this year, uh, or from last year, I guess, 2021 PAX recap. Um, oh, it was PAX, not Origins. PAX, yes, PAX. yes, yes, yes. Yep, yeah. So Mike was playing that with you, because we were Oh, I've lost your audio. Hello, can you hear me now? Uh, yep, now I can hear you. Sorry, uh, last thing was because uh, uh, you said Mike was playing that with you and then I lost you for a minute, but you're back. Yeah, so we were actually playing, um, originally we were playing the new Aeon's Endgame. I forget what that one is. The Yeah, it's 
some something with like space max whatever yes. it's called. yeah yeah so we we're playing that and then i got pulled away to play gaia project so they finished that and then they played cosmocopus afterwards i think um so yeah that's why i wasn't part of that i was part of the group originally but i got pulled off to play gaia project with isaac speaking of gloomhaven um yeah isaac pulled me aside to play uh gaia project because both both of our like you know near top games yeah and as a total side note um so wait hold on we're not allowed to have side notes we've oh, had oh, zero side notes oh oh no no we're side noting on this, this <laughs> one. so that was the night that at pax it was the, the the whiskey and bourbon night like in the room and not in the room we're uh, in the but, lobby yeah in the, in the lobby in the lobby right right, <laughs> right and peter gets up to go play gaia project and i was amazed he stood up <laughs> and i was like there's no way he's gonna go play this game there is no way he yeah. can do this and as i was leaving i walked i was like how's it going and you're like i'm losing i was like of course you're losing by a point i was like how is this possible i almost beat i almost beat isaac and in fact i made a blunder in the last turn and i can point exactly back to the move that i made that lost me that game i actually would have won if I had just upgraded a different building, I thought I was helping the other guy and I didn't want to help the other guy. Instead, I helped Isaac. I don't know why. I should have known better. Like, I had to choose who I was going to upgrade next to. And I upgraded next to Isaac, which got him enough power that he got this one thing right before I did. And it was like a 20-point swing. And I lost by less than 10 points. And I, I just, it was the most amazing thing. Because that is not an easy game. No. And I thought there's just... Well, and the best part of that story is Isaac was complaining about the balance of the factions in the game. So I took the faction. I was like, which one do you think is the worst? I took the faction he thought was the worst. I was drunk out of my mind and I still almost beat him at the game. That was the best part for me. Like I was like, that, I, I don't know. And I, I will be honest, sometimes in your life, you're like in a plane where you're not normally at, where you're just doing things like way better than you normally can. That was that night for me. Like I had a moment of clarity in the sixth round of six of that game where I was like not doing well, but then like that last round, like, I don't know. I had a like moment where like the matrix, all the numbers were coming down and like, I just saw the path to what I needed to do to come back and win that game. And I was within inches for sure. But so anyhow, Cosmoctopus, that's my next one. Um, yeah, it was, an, I, I just, I can't remember who I was walking with. Uh, oh, I was, I, I left, with, I left with Henry. We were walking over a chat and, and we walked over like, I was like, you believe that he's like no like how is that possible like we thought he might die yet now he's <laughs> winning um but so uh move, uh moving past there all right moving into what we're actually talking about today we're talking about campaign games and i put the, just kind of a, a couple questions just in case you don't know, we're talking about mostly dungeon crawl games basically you're gonna play multiple games to finish the story get through whatever it is it could be space could be fan it's usually fantasy who we can right um going through through all those usually they're dungeon crawls adventure style games and so the big thing with these is nobody finishes these things so how many of campaign games just kind of off the top of your head do you have that you just haven't finished yet I mean, it really depends how you define it too, right? Because uh, you deciding that you're just going to give it away, that doesn't count. I mean, actually finish. Well, no, because like, is Hoplomachus a campaign game? Like you play through three bosses and then you fight a final boss. Like I beat that 
but I'm in the middle of a campaign of it right now. No, I don't think I it because you can it's like with too many bones too. Like you can sit down in a day in an evening if you want and do the whole thing. I'm, I'm talking like it's you, you're you, talking about multiple days. So even yeah. stuff like Pandemic Legacy. Yeah, yeah, that counts. Yep. All right. So way too many. So uh, playing Forbidden Tales, Stars of Acarios, uh, Oathsworn. Those are just games we've talked about today. Uh, Pandemic Legacy Season Zero I'm in the middle of. Um, there's way more. I know there's way more. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll let you think about it. I'll, so yeah, I got Oathsworn, Familiar Tales, uh, Aftermath, which I've been away from a long time. Stars of Acarios. Uh, well, I'm in the middle of Aftermath, but I'm never finishing that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 Adventure Tale, uh, Adventure Tactics, I have uh, Galaxy Defenders. I got two whole boxes that I haven't touched. Um, I got more arena. I actually finished arena the contest. I finished that. So good, good for me. Um, as I'm just kind of lo- looking around the room here. Um, I also am in the middle of adventure, um, adventure tactics, which I love that game, by the way, but I never finish because I keep resetting. Cause when I start to play again, I just want to level up my character again. So I just like, I'll get like eight, nine missions into that one and just like, reset yeah oh vagrant song there we go i see vagrant songs up there i gotta finish that one yeah i'll um, never finish that one i'm in the middle of that too but, Glo- Glo- yeah. gloomhaven jaws of the lion i actually beat that i actually finished that one yeah so i mean that's i just named a whole bunch <laughs> yeah like a whole bunch of them a lot of you have too um so yeah i mean to pr- pr- proving the point there like that's a whole bunch of games and yet we're gonna get more oh right? yeah well, so, ISS Vanguard's coming, right? Oh, thank God I didn't back that. My buddy did. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not my problem. That's not on my list. That's on his list. I mean, I got one I haven't even started yet. Um, uh, Clank Legacy, which I heard is like a great legacy game. It's amazing. Yep. We haven't even started it because I know what will happen if I start right now. When we got 50 other games on the shelves, like we'll never finish it. Oh, yep, I'm, uh, I'm playing that today. Betrayal, Betrayal Legacy. I'm looking at right now. We got. So good pretty far into that one never finished that one uh, and I, I don't know that we ever will right that's that's the problem with some of these things you walk yeah. away too long and it's really hard to come back yeah so i have a specific group where we do those so we it took us like 18 months we did betrayal legs so we finished it now clank legacy i'm actually this evening i'm going up to play that so yeah clank legacy not done with that one yet either um yeah it's great so the next part before we're actually getting into actually talking about real substance here how many of you actually finished name the ones you finished so gloomhaven jaws of the lion pandemic legacy season one i'm going to count pandemic legacy season two everybody thinks we finished it uh, there's, <laughs> there's a story there uh i ripped up the board after november i, I refused to play december uh <laughs> because that game pissed me off so much i was like i wasted too much of my life on this game thankfully i bought it I did. I planned this before November. I'm like, if this is no good through November, I'm just going to rip it up at the end and like cause a big scene. And I did. I literally got up right in front of Mike and Jerry, like their eyes wide. They're like watching me rip up the board, like literally rip it up. I was like, (laughs) I refuse to finish this game, Uh, but I'm going to count it because like we read through December. We read through everything we would have had to do. It would have been a little more interesting, but not that much more interesting. Um, So I'm going to count Legacy Season 2. What else did I finish? Jaws of the Lion, we said... Uh, I'm sure there are more. Maybe name some of the ones you've done. All right, so uh, I did uh, proper Gloomhaven. I finished that. Oh, heck no. Um, but, you know, I've talked about it many times before. Like, we, we just idiot savant beeline through the story. 
we didn't know that but we yeah. took like like there's app websites or whatever where you can kind of see all the branching whatever so we went back we looked afterwards and like we went straight line boop boop straight and even then like we we knew we were done because it was called the end of gloom we're like oh well that must be the last one so finish that i've finished uh wander cult of barnacle bay i've actually played that one twice okay played that one once all the way through uh is a playthrough series and then once uh with my wife so i've done all the way through that um i actually did finish the first galaxy defenders box but okay not the second and third box so i've kind of started over on that um arena the contest i finished that one once though only one of the storylines and a cup and a couple of the dungeon alliance campaigns so those are those are shorter you know you only play four games yeah but each I game of dungeon of alliance is three hours so you yeah know. i played through one of those yeah um uh yeah i think well that's it. i finished marvel champions there's been four campaigns out i finished all of those i mean there are only five mission campaigns but i did finish all those oh uh, uh i haven't finished madara i got that okay. too or yeah infinity defiance Dang it! There's more. As I just, I know, no. I mean, I'm in the middle of. I mean, Barrett and I, I will probably never play again. But we're in the middle of a Kingdom Death Monster campaign. Speaking of campaigns, I know I'm ready to come back in. Like we've we've played that one several several weeks, like eight nine weeks, and yeah, we just twenty two more to go. Yeah, I know. It's just (laughs) it's a lot. It's too much. There's too much out there. So yeah, so I'm gonna take the lead here. So what is it about these games that pushes you through to finish? And what would your preferred length of one of these be? Uh, yeah, so that's, so sometimes it's, damn it, I'm going to finish. Like, I, I will, I, I really, so with the Gloomhaven, well, the two reasons for Gloomhaven. One was my wife was playing and she enjoyed it. And the two of my other friends, it was just a thing that we did and we enjoyed and then the pandemic hit with one game left and then like months later we actually set it up outside like we're projecting up onto the wall the you know side of the house finished it so that was part of it and then surprisingly they all wanted to keep playing so i got jaws the line and overjoy so there's that just kind of going through there's the accomplishment and you know people who are enjoying it often for me it is a story thing like with Oathsworn, like I really want to know what's going to happen. Like I yeah. really, really want to know. Stars of Cars, I want to finish. I'm, I'm interested in the story. It's got you know some some oddities to it, but that's not what's drawing me. That's just you know another one where I want to see where it's going. I want to keep kind of digging in, and you know I, I enjoy the gameplay. Um, so but usually it's going to be story that's going to pull me back. And I play most of these by myself, um, but I, I sold them all the way through. Preferred length, I actually, my favorite, unless it's like a dream perfect game, which Oathsworn might be, I don't know yet. Um, I like the length of like Wander Cult of Barnacle Bay. That's 10 games and you're done 11 if you've had the, like, the little bonus thing. Um, I, that's good because, you know, I'm going through, it's not so long that's going to be years <laughs> you know, to right. finish. And I like that. The other one would be the Dungeon Lines. I like that too. You know, that is four games you get your yep. story and you're done move on to something new so for for, for me that's where it is it's got to be real special for me to really want to commit to something super 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 long all right how about you yeah no i i agree that five to ten games is my preferred length for one of these things and it's so funny because i wouldn't even because uh, we've said 
like Hoplomachus Victorum. I completed that. You know, that's four missions, quote unquote. What is that baby's first campaign game? Get out of here with that nonsense. (laughs) But but that is my preferred length. Like if I'm gonna finish something because there are so many other games to play, right? Like we're in a weird hobby. We're in a hobby where Kingdom Rush. I haven't finished that either. (laughs) I think I finished Kingdom Rush actually. I think I did actually beat Kingdom Rush. Um that one's not that long, right? That was like twelve missions, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, I was uh, the, the the slow for that one is my my wife loves it. I didn't know she was gonna love it, so now oh, Alter Quest, I finished it. I did not. I didn't yeah. even play it. Yeah. Honestly, I played it in prototype form, and I was like, ah, I'm good. Yeah, so I finished um, that. I finished that and sent it off. But sorry, yeah, I to- totally interrupted when I, when I saw it. Yeah, it was, but my wife really likes it, so now it's when she wants to play, we, we bring it out. But sorry, go ahead. No, no, yeah, but I mean. You know, we were talking about Marvel Champions because that's all I ever talk about. But I mean, those five mission campaigns are perfect, right? Like, and here's the thing that keeps bringing me back to, to get back to that part of the question is progression. That's the one part Gloomhaven fell down for me. I wasn't leveling fast enough. I wasn't getting new stuff. I wasn't seeing new stuff enough. Like I want to, Adventure Tactics is perfect for me for this very reason. Now, the problem is it's almost too good because like, I want to keep starting over and like making new characters and see what all the different classes are like. Well, you just need to come with a house rule that finds a way where you can just kind of swap them in and out. Right. Know, At, and, and just everyone keeps leveling up. But for me, that is the, the one thing that'll keep me coming back to a game is progression. And I, I'd almost say regression as well. I don't mind losing stuff as long as overall I'm moving in the a forward direction. Yeah, so fail, fail for don't 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 make me just play the game. Like, oh my gosh, I've never seen a group of people more angry than when we were. It was Gloomhaven. Yep. And like, oh gosh, it was as hard. It was a great game. It was hard fought, and we were just fighting. It came down like to the last minute. Like, I I died. I was out, but I died heroically. I did a thing that you know. Yeah. And we lost. And it's like play again. Oh yeah, I mean that's when God. you just house rule it, and you're like, nope, we won. Oh, and we wound up doing it because we we're kind of still. But oh my God, just the utter disappointment with and and feeling completely unsatisfied. Yeah, no, I, and more and more games now are just doing the fail forward. Like, okay, yeah, something happens, move forward. Like even uh, uh, I think when Madara does it very well. You fail, whatever, you go forward. And there are times, and it hasn't happened to me yet, where. It, you get to a point where okay if you fail like three of these in a row and it's like okay your game's over or go back and play this one again like there comes a time where it's like it's story-wise like yeah, we can't we can't keep justifying your bad play at some point but you got to get there yeah that reminded me of another game that actually i finished and i don't know if you'd call this a campaign or not because it's actually several games that you put together to make a campaign i can't even think of the name of it right now but the one where you're looping through a, a scenario two or three times so you finally beat it time stories time stories we did every mission of time stories yeah. and, and finished the overall campaign at the end so i mean i that would counts. probably call that it yeah i would call that campaign I and mean, we played yeah. 10 games of that whatever it was um to finish i mean very disappointing ending but we did play through all 10 games and and you know i i kind of enjoyed that and again that's but it, for stuff like that we ended up cheating at one point or another because it's like okay i would have to start over from the beginning and do all the same stuff i just did i'm not doing that i'm just going to start yeah. from here 
and pretend that's where I got to because that looping really annoys me. As you said, that like that is the biggest flaw of Gloomhaven. Failing a mission and having to replay it is ridiculous. Stars of Icarus does a really good job. If you fail a mission, these are your rewards. If you succeed, these are your rewards and you go forward. There's negatives to that too, because when you fail and you still get pushed forward, a lot of times you get either a lesser reward or some kind of a punishment. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm bad at the game. So now it's harder for me in the next game. That doesn't always work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially if you, you know, if you, if you fail three or four in a row, then suddenly you, you're going to be just behind the eight ball and you're going to have to have a moment of, <laughs> you're going to have to get real drunk and have your moment of clarity again to yes. be able to succeed moving forward. Yeah. And um, yeah, what's that kind of brings to a side question. How hard do you like your campaigns to be? I, I tend to find that, Again, it's got to have that story in there or just like something that's really like, so like Cult of Barnacle Bay, the story's fine. You know, it, it, it's a, but I just find the gameplay so satisfying. It's just fun yeah. chucking dice and smashing stuff and go, yep, great. But for the most part, I don't want it to be super hard. Like I, like with Oathsworn, I looked at the different difficulty levels. I was like, mm, I'm gonna leave it here, but I'm ready to move it down. Is it, it, yeah. Turns out I'm either I, I, I'm possibly a savant at the game. I haven't had anybody <coughs> die, but you know I'm okay with that. Like, yeah, I'm fine uh, no, with I, that. I think it's on the easier side, and, and I do think that is the right way to go. Honestly, I'd rather. So we learned our lessons. You have Salvation Road behind you. I have Salvation Road behind me. We learned our lesson with that game. People want not every person because actually Jamie, speaking of Secret Cabal, Jamie from Secret Cabal says he wants the opposite. I don't know if it's true though. It's like, a very vocal minority, I think, that wants to almost always lose their co-op games. Right. I think they're just very vocal. Well, and I think they're lying, honestly. <laughs> because if you like put Salvation Road in front of those people and they won't enjoy themselves, right? Because it was too hard. People want to, or at least from my experience, want to be able to ratchet up the difficulty level. Almost nobody is ever going to ratchet down a difficulty level on a game. You said you almost did it for a swarm, but you haven't done it yet. And you haven't even lost anybody, right? Yeah. So like, if you call normal the middle, like a true middle difficulty, you're going to lose everybody who wants difficulty below there because ain't nobody going in and going, well, I'll play easy mode. Like it just doesn't happen in co-op games. Even though like for me, that is where I want my life to be. You can just call that normal mode. And then- say hey you're awesome and like you know awesome mode and heroic mode and whatever else and you put all these levels above it i'd rather it go that way than the other way where it's like the normal game is just too hard it's not fun to get through and i don't want to call myself dumb you know and lower the difficulty level on it like i want normal mode to be fairly easy to get through now have you played true bang legends no no uh, uh cory thompson from dice tower he was just over the other day and he, he brought it but we, we didn't get it to the table yeah so that has no loss mode i don't know that i want it to go that far right i'd rather it be stars of Akarios. okay if you lose a mission you still go forward arkham horror living card games the same way you lose a mission you still go forward but i want there to be a possibility to lose so i think true Bane legend goes one step too far in that literally there is no loss condition for a mission you just keep progressing forward yeah, and that's why I brought up the, the Madara one earlier. Like, I've never come remotely close to getting there, but it it's there. Like, there are times yeah. in that storybook where it's like, okay, now you do have to play this one over because we've <laughs> you've played us into a corner that we can't get out of. 
Right. Um, but like it's there, but you're probably not going to get there. I mean, you're just going to kind of keep keep moving forward, going on because like I play these because I, you know, I, I like to developing my characters. And I like seeing what they're going to do and move on. In fact, the hardest thing for me is because often there's very few that I'm going to play multiple times. Like I may go back, like I said, so far I may go back and do do Osworn again, or at least do the one-offs so I can experience all these different characters. But that's the thing. Like, I want to try all the characters and like, ah, but it's going to take me, you know, two months to play through this and then I can try the new ones. So I I, I have a hard, hard time with that. Cause like, like Madar is a 400 page storybook. You know, if I want to play through the other characters that that slowly introduces, it's like, it's a thing. So yeah. I actually, I find myself a lot of times coming with kind of house rules of ways where I can be, okay, no, no, they're all actually there. They're just doing other stuff. So I can start switching in and out just to have that fun because there's two, through a Galaxy Defenders mission. So there's three that I will have played through more than once. Yeah. That's it. And so I'm leaving all these characters on the table. How, how do you feel about that kind of thing? Are you just like, whatever, I'll just pick one. The other characters can die in a fire for all I care. <laughs> I typically tend to pick a character and go through with it. I think I would enjoy things more though if I switched them out. I know Mike does that for things like um oh that's another one I've finished. Um what is it called? Dice Throne Adventures. Oh so, yeah, role, uh, I just finished Role Player Adventures. Role Player that. Adventures. Is that No, no, no. Dice Throne Adventures. Yeah, 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 two two different things. I, I played some Dice Throne Adventures um but, but that's like know. again, yeah. you're you're fighting three bosses and then you got a a, a final boss, right? So it's it's very playable, not necessarily in a night. You're definitely going to take multiple days to yeah. do it. I, I think Hoplomachus Victorian Victorum is the same thing. Unless you're really like dedicating eight to 10 hours in a day to do it, it's going to take you several days to do. Oh, like, right. You can count Hoplomachus. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, those, those four mission campaigns are like <laughs> almost perfect for me yeah. because, you know, you can, you, it's something you can actually get through. It's something I'm not dreading getting through. And, uh, and I get to see the end and I get to see progression. And if I want to start over and that's the key for me, that's why gameplay is king here because for you, I know stories, what drives you forward, but like if you have a campaign where stories, what's driving you forward, then why would you play through it a second time? Right. Whereas for me, again, something like adventure tactics, I want to play through it 10 times. I wish it was shorter, almost like I said, so that way I could actually get all the way through it and then play through it again with a different character. Yeah, well, that's one of the things that uh, there's a great uh, story, but because like I like the gameplay. Yeah, I think the ones that do do it really well, and you can I can with the the summary mode like and the way you can just add in characters with Ostworn, you can do it. Barnacle Bay, you can do it. Uh, you can actually do it with Madara. It's slightly a little bit different. Is the ones that have built in the you just you want to just play this mission? Sure, give you all the characters these things, play. So yep. for me, those are the ones that really have the staying power because then I can just, you know, oh, I want to, gosh, I never tried this, the witch. I really want to do that. Well, I'll just jump in and do one and I yep. can put it away. So the ones that, but they also, I got to have that gameplay you're talking about that I really, really enjoy. So I want to, I'm not going to spend another six months doing it because I got another one coming, um, which I think makes it work work for me uh, as well. And I also, this is not on our topic, but I have, I'm always looking for the really fun, like dungeon crawls that are one-offs. Like it's yeah. not a campaign. So I'm looking at, uh, which I got more stuff coming. I'm looking at Hellboy across the room, which I enjoy, but it's one-offs. You get your full little story, one thing done. Like someone made up some kind of campaign mode. I'm like, get out of here with that nonsense. This is my, <laughs> well, 
Well, earlier you game. just said you wanted to campaign mode for uh, for Sentinels of the Multiverse. Uh, I know. I, I oh, it was you know, the playing through of that. I think that is more of we. Well, you just love the game. Yeah, we like it. And we discovered like, well, we're gonna do this thing. Yeah, I mean, any game you love, like that's the thing. But you have to fall in love with it first, and that's the hard part about campaigns. Because the minute you sit down at a table and start playing a campaign game, you're committed, right? And you don't know whether you like the game or not. And so I don't mind games that have like one-off modes, but then they also have an option for you to go into a campaign mode later. Because if I like the game enough, I am going to want to do the campaign mode. But, you know, at the beginning, I just want to see if I like the game or not. Um, and my one-off is Cthulhu Death May Die. That's the dungeon crawl, quote-unquote, dungeon crawl that I go to um, when I'm looking for a one-off game. It just and, and it fired a lot of games for me, honestly, because there are a lot of games that I would play for one-off but um, that one does it the best in my mind. Yeah, I have, uh, my, my, my buddy got it again right before the pandemic and we just haven't actually played it. He's played it a, a, a few times. King's Dilemma, there's another one. Haven't finished. We played it through the pandemic um, <laughs> all the, on TTS. We got all the way through to like two, two from the end. It, was just, it just fell apart and we didn't finish. So yeah. there's another one. Yeah, all I mean, right. It's got to be real bad. Kind of like the Pandemic Legacy 2 and King's Dilemma. It's got to be real bad if you're one to two missions from the end and you're like, I can't stomach one more game of this. Yeah. Oh, it was funny. <laughs> it, it was weird because most of us were really enjoying it. Um, and two of the pe people who were playing, they just decided they were going to be horrible, horrible people. <laughs> I looked at it as a, well, what's what's my faction? Oh, did my... Okay, my faction's all about making money. That that's what they're all about. And then uh one guy, like he's he's just a paladin. And doing everything he, good. And he just was not in the right group. And what <laughs> wound up happening people. was, yeah, yeah, I was performing in a show and we just didn't quite get done. And then it was months before I could do it again, and it just never happened. But I remember like he was joining at first and by the end, he's like, I can't stand this. I can't stand this because like things would happen. And I'd be like, hold on, wait, wait, before I vote, anybody want to buy my vote? Who wants to oh, buy wow. my vote? You want to buy my vote? Two coin, you know, like going through and like the stuff that we were doing was just not okay. Like <laughs> I, I was taking peasants blood and turning it into gold. Like that's what I was doing. Someone else weaponized wasps. And so like we sent wasps out that would turn people into zombies. Like, <laughs> not okay stuff and he just he, he wasn't handling it well but yeah you know but yeah i'm with you like it's it's i don't know that we would have finished gloomhaven if we hadn't already literally played for two years right we had played that um so yeah sunk cost I, sunk cost man yeah yeah did uh, you back uh, Frosthaven? of course not oh i was about to say see now if you'd back Frosthaven, that would have been like the ultimate wait a minute <laughs> no no just size the box and now now in retrospect i wish i had and i could have just sold it yeah amount, like no nah, I'm, I'm quite happy not yeah the, the price markup um so yeah all right so i we, we've got guy oh last thing before we'll actually jump into our actual review here what are some of your favorite campaigns whether you finished them or not Pandemic Legacy Season 1 was probably my top campaign of all time. That game made me want to play more campaign games. Um, Adventure Tactics, another one. Like I said, even though I'm never finishing it, 
I'm going to start it over and over and I'm going to play that game hundreds of times and I can't wait for the new content to come out. And like, because it's more classes, it's more stuff. The leveling in that game is more fun than like 99% of games I played. Oh, I did finish. There was another one that came out around the same time that was a shorter campaign as well. I can't remember the name of it, but it was very similar. It was compared to Adventure Tactics. I don't think the leveling was as good. It might be behind me. Testament. Testament. I don't know that one at all. Yeah. So again, it was a four mission campaign, but the leveling was cool because for every character, you took the character and then you picked like the cards that would go in their deck. They could be aggressive cards. They could be healing cards. They could be whatever cards. And you like leveled up branching off of those cards. So it had, again, another very unique leveling system. Um, So those type of games kind of tend to draw me back over and over. Uh, Oathsworn, the tactical combat so good. And you level pretty quickly in that one too. So between those two things, like that one, I will definitely continue to play forever, it feels like. Uh, and I'm going to go back to Marvel Champions. I'm counting it. Five mission campaigns. We're counting them. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I will yeah. play every single campaign that ever comes out for Marvel Champions. That game's amazing to me. Yeah. So I, I'm going to try, try to pick, pick, pick a few. It's funny. Like every, I did my top 10 dungeon crawls like two years ago. I only, I, it's like I, I need to redo it. And I knew at the time, I was like, the, the bottom five, I really enjoy it. But that bottom five is probably going to be changing, you know, year by year. But, so I, I tentatively I'm putting Oathsworn in here. I, I just, I don't know enough yet. So tentatively that, but I've always said, I, I love Barnacle Bay. I really love that. Um, it helps my wife really enjoys it too. Yeah. Just, she loves the polar bear, just smash. Um, <laughs> it's funny. It's like, she, she actually gets into it. And that's so, you, you know, my wife, but she is a very intelligent, organized schedule. When we play games, she's like, give me the dumb one that smashes. Nice. And like she, she like gets into it. So in Barnacle, like you step into like the the darkness things, and like it'll be like a riddle or whatever. And like I remember one that I flipped over the thing. It was like some puzzle or riddle. I was like, what do you do? She said, can I just yell at it? Ah! Like you can't yell at darkness. <laughs> like, that's not how that works. She's like, I'm gonna, you know. So, yeah. So that helps that that you know she likes it that much. Uh, I'm really enjoying Madara a lot. I mean, gosh, there's so much coming. We'll see I couldn't if get through the rule book for that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's a, it's heavy. It's a lot. We, we'll we'll see if yeah. the story can really stick the landing, which would be amazing. Um, I played I, that said, once with Barrett on TTS, and it wasn't that bad. Like when you have somebody who knows the rules to play. Yeah. No. You you gotta you gotta dig in. Like that's. I'm not gonna call it a lifestyle campaign because I don't think when I finish it I'll restart it. Right. Um, but like I'm painting it all. Like really enjoying them. Uh, Galaxy Defenders just because I was like the first one I ever played. And that's okay. always really satisfying. And then I, I think Dun- liking that one. I only played it once or twice. And it was a long time ago. Yeah, well, it's the precursor to Sword and Sorcery. And people, Sword and Sorcery is fiddly as crap. But Galaxy yeah, Defenders. Yeah, no, I, I find Galaxy Defenders better in my mind. But yeah. I, I don't remember either of them that well. I remember because I remember Sword and Sorcery trying to love that game several times and just yep. never happened. Yeah. And then the uh, last one is, is Dungeon Alliance. Okay. Caveat you have to have everything everything which makes it pricey i don't have everything but i do have the adventures at least one of the adventure packs so yeah like, well you, you definitely without the adventure pack you gotta there's a little and don't play it with more than two 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 players it takes forever oh i've only played it solo yeah, yeah so so, I, so solo <laughs> or, or two-player co-op and you know it's got like the scoring thing well the adventure packs you just kind of make your way through if you win you win is how i look at it and i have high hopes for arena the contest of the new stuff i have high hopes okay so, but there's a couple of games i'm really looking forward to um so title blades two 
one of the most fun tactical experiences I've had, just very different than the other ones. And it seems like you level up pretty quickly. I don't know if you've had a chance to try that one. No, no, I didn't. But I remember Mike, Mike and Jeremy Howard both raving about it. Yeah, no, I really like that one. So I'm looking forward to that. That's one I could see myself getting through, depending on how long it is. Um, another one is uh, the Red Dragon in Tales. Oh, the, the Tales of the Red Dragon. Yes, I'm so excited about that. Yeah, I've played three missions from that one so far. And again, they're pretty quick, snappy missions, tactical decisions that are really interesting. So I don't know. I, I really look forward to those two games specifically coming out. Yeah, I'm... I'm beyond excited I, I love the world of red dragon n which is amazing because it's just a really 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 mean take that card game but like somehow if you start reading the flavor text and the character like it just they have so much character uh, my wife loves gog by the yeah. way she just so I, I will never be allowed to play gog in tales because <laughs> that's what my wife well, plays i assume you've played uh battle for grayport oh yeah it's is... probably my favorite deck builder um okay yeah i the, the I really enjoyed the the new stuff too uh, that they just put out. Like I played on TTS. Like it's yeah, we did a video for that on our streaming channel also. Yeah, yeah. Was, once they fix that difficulty, like it's I really enjoy it because it does one of the things that I don't like. It gets rid of one of the things I don't like about a lot of deck builders is you have cards that you just use to buy more cards. Yeah, I find that boring. Yeah, um, but yeah. Love, love that well, one and too. you play on everybody's turn too right i oh, think that's yep. the biggest thing for grayport is you <clears throat> literally play on everybody's turn yeah and um, it has that little extra bit of especially if you're playing in a large player kind of game it's like crap do i want to play on peter's turn right now because then right. i'm not gonna have uh like really right. really clever really really like it yeah no it's a great one all right so everybody we made you sit through wow coming up on like an hour and a half just to get to this the sponsor bump Boom. And now a word from our sponsor. Okay, one sec. Just let me uh let me get the score here. So and carry the one and yes. Boom. Got it. Winner is uh Ooh, I just I cannot stand having to do the math by myself at the end of the game. It always gets messed up, it always looks like this, and now gaming is ruined forever, and we're never gonna have a good game again. It's all right. You can play on Sovereignty, and it does all the scoring for you, so you don't have to worry about it. Really? It'll, it'll do the scoring for me? Oh, I can't believe it. Oh my gosh. Game day is saved! Sovereignty is free to download, so download it now, and you can redeem the Hunger Gamers code and play for free. All the games! Sovereignty. Play board games in a 3D environment on any device. Play smarter. You can find more information about Sovereignty in the description of this podcast or video. All right, and welcome back, everybody. Just as a reminder, if you are interested in trying out Sovereignty, down in the description, there is a code for a free 60-day Platinum membership. But, of course, you can also play games for free. There's also a link to the Discord down there if you would like to join their Discord and join their Tuesday night game night where they teach you games and all of that. And, again, thank you to Sovereignty, my digital overlord. And I will be trying that for 60 days. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah I'm going to find out when the Mission Catastrophe is launching. Because I think that'll be a fun one for, for you to stream. Um, or, or Night Cage. I think those are the two co-op ones that are coming next. Okay. So I brought you here to finally find someone to talk about the loop with. 
because finally fine nobody's going to talk with you about the loop no i've i've multiple times been like uh oh we can talk about the loop like "Eh, i don't have it i haven't played it Eh." right here i still have it right here i know yep so the loop for if you don't know loop from pandasaurus it is a I, I always I, I classify it in the pandemic style game. And by that I always mean sure. there's something bad happening and you're putting yep. out those fires while you're trying to do your other thing. You yep. know, there, there's gotta be a better term for it, but I don't know what that is. So I just call it pandemic style. No, um, I think that's good. Yeah, but this one, it's a deck builder, and each player is a time agent from a different era, either from the past or the future, all the way up to the robot apocalypse and all the way back to What's the first one? And antiquity, I think, is the first one. Yeah, there's it's the blue one, right? Where you get shields and, and yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 because you you can get uh, like a Achilles stuff or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you can get like the uh, what are those shields called? The Spartan shields. Yeah, yeah, I think it was one of the uh, the things you got from that. And so as you're playing through, each character is different. They have a different starting deck. This is a deck building style game, and you're going to be moving around through these eras and trying to stop Doctor Fur. Foo. he's french so he's got foe. a letter is, foe, it, is right? it just foe is it actually foe? foe like well, that's, how a, that's how an american would say it but this is a french game i think foe. it's a french designer foe is still you french sure foe. yeah foe. <laughs> foe. <laughs> right well now now i don't like the game anymore because it's actually just called foe yeah i um, think it's like yeah foe i'm pretty oh. sure that's his... <laughs> well that's no fun anyhow and so he's trying to blow up all the blow up time. And you're trying to stop him. And he's represented by this little cube. It's not a tower. I'll call it a distribution system in the middle of the board that you turn around, you drop red cubes in, and that's damaging that time era. And you'll be doing a different mission, trying to stop him in some different way before he blows up three different eras of time permanently. And as you're going through, you're getting these artifacts from different eras that you're bringing into your deck, which allows you to do things, move, remove these rift cubes, the horrible red cubes, destroy his his time clones that he's sending around, and you destroy them by putting them back into the era that they originated from. And that's the core of the game. I don't know if you're able to imagine that. Also has this awesome art, which I love, the art. That's why I bought it. Yeah, I mean, well, because the art. We can show the cover at least, right? Oh yeah, that's that. That's true. Yeah, this this is great podcast material for those of you who are just listening. Yeah. But, so I mean, it's it's kind of goofy art, but yep. no, I, I think it does what it's trying to do. And uh, no, I, I would say it is a a family weight game. Yep. But at the same time, it does what I love in games, and we've talked about this a million times. It's very tactical, super duper tactical. So you're. I mean, you only have so many things you can do. You push around these little time clones to get rid of them. You um, add green cubes to the board, which leads to the loop, which is the name of this game, which you can spend those green cubes to, like, ready your cards. So you only have a three-card hand. Now, there are cards that let you draw cards maybe in the middle of your turn. Not many of them, though. It's not. It's really you're playing with this three-card hand, but the looping is what gets you extra actions. So there's three, like, suits of cards and every time you loop, which is spend a green cube from the board, and there aren't that many green cubes on the board. You also need those green cubes to help you move around. Yep. So every time you want to move, you have to spend a green cube. Or if you want to do a loop, the first time it costs you one green cube, you could do it a second time on the same turn, cost you two green cubes, then three, then four, etc. What you do is you unexhaust, you untap, whatever you want to call it. Oh, don't call it tap. 
Oh, I think that patent went away years Wizards ago. Wizards of the Coast is coming at you after yeah, you. Yeah, no, I'm going to say untap. You definitely get to untap you your You got a little red dot on your forehead there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they found their way into my basement? How did that happen? Uh, the Wizards of the Coast. I mean, they're wizards, I guess. Yeah, yeah no, that makes sense. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, you get to... Or, <laughs> so uh, un- un- untap certain cards. Untap, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, you get to untap all the cards of the same suit. Now, you only have three cards, so you may have all the same suit. You can try to deck build in such a way that you build a lot of the same suit into your deck. Or sometimes you might have two of one suit, one of another suit, and you still untap the one because that one thing is the thing you need to do. And you're doing these like mini missions throughout the course of the game. Now, they all relate to everything you're doing. So you might destroy some of these time, uh, whatever they're called, duplicates. You may have to destroy them in the same area where Dr. Foe is facing that turn. Or, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Yes. So you might have to, you're not even drinking alcohol. What is going on here? (laughs) Because that's what I thought it was. Uh, So anyway. I saw it was a French designer. I was like, oh, it must be said weird. (laughs) Yes, because that's how life works. (laughs) So anyway, but you're doing all these missions. So you have cards and the card might say, add a green tube to your place or add a green cube to the previous era or add a green cube to the next era or add a green cube to the area Dr. Foe is facing. So there's like lots of different, there's lots of, (laughs) there's lots of different things that these missions might tell you to do and, or destroy one of these duplicates or clones or whatever, or move one of these clones or move and take one of the clones with you. And then of course, if you take them to his era, they get destroyed that way. So there's lots of little tactical choices you're making, but it's all driven by these three cards. And you they may or may not be what you want to or need to do at that time. But again, figuring out the puzzle of, okay, I want to end up here because that's how you deck build also. You get cards into your deck by wherever you end up. If there are cards in that time period, you get to take one and put it on top of your deck. So that's now informing the choices that you're going to have for your next turn. Um, which is kind of interesting. And then whenever you solve one of these time mysteries, whatever you want to call them, then you like put out a number of cards on the table equal to number of players and everybody kind of drafts one. So there are a couple of different ways to add cards to your deck, but I don't know. They, They all do these little simple things, but it just comes together in such a satisfying puzzly way at least for if your brain works like mine does yeah well and the uh, yeah i'm glad you mentioned the family way so one of the great things about this game to me is a a a friend of mine and uh well two friends of mine are were interested in games you know like oh because we i would take their school teacher with me i'd bring stuff to to school we play at lunch you know just simple things that you can play at lunch right and like well one of them she had been talking about that she's this game said i keep seeing this game at target i think about buying it those parks like you know that's when she, she wound up getting it and she really enjoys it whatever she plays wingspan i gave her a copy of that those kinds of games but i brought the loop the loop out and they just really really liked it one guy he moved down to uh santa barbara and he immediately went on he bought a copy of it introduces to new people so family weight however some of those scenarios that you play are yeah. really hard and it yeah, is no longer family weight. Well, it comes with four scenarios in the core box, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I, th- uh, it might yeah, I think more. it's four in the core box. And the, the first expansion has, I think, three more. Okay. I never bought an expansion for it, sadly. Because um, it, it, it's funny because it's a game I really enjoy and I really liked. But I hadn't played it since it came out, like the original game. 
until we talked about reviewing it. And I'm like, oh yeah, I like that game. Why, why haven't I played it? And I pulled it out today and I just had a blast playing yep. it. And I will say the solo mode is really good out of the box. Have you ever played that way? Uh, you know, I don't think I've ever played it solo. I've only played it with people. Try solo mode. It is really good. So you basically pick uh, anywhere from two to four different time, whatever they're called. They're I think they're controls. agents, I think. I think uh, time agents. agents, right. So you pick two to four time agents and you shuffle their decks together and you flip cards from the deck until one of them has three cards in front of them. And so if a card for a certain agent comes out, you put it on that agent. If it's one of the ones you deck built into your deck, though, you can add it to any agent of your choice. So you could try to drive it so a certain agent gets activated, but then all the other cards from a different agent might come out, like, and, and you don't activate that agent, you activate a different agent. So it's really clever, actually, and it works really well. Um, oh, so yeah, I didn't realize this is how it works. Now I'm very, very curious to try it. Uh, so the, 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 now the reason that I got the expansion was because it comes with three new characters. Okay, which, yep. You know, the, and again, they're not hugely different, but the, the abilities that they come with and their card setups are just different enough that I'm like, got to have them. Like, yeah. I haven't even played all the scenarios in the original box because we keep going back to the early ones because we don't always win. You know, they were the, the one first get... scenario is great. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it, I mean, just the basic game is really good. Yeah. Just the way it is. I mean, the other ones. So it's interesting because uh, Spirit Island does this as well. To increase difficulty in the game, you have to increase complexity in the game. And that's what the different scenarios do. They give you different, they, they change the puzzle up by changing the complexity. And I don't always love that. Um, I don't know that there's an easy way to increase difficulty except for starting with like, you know, more stuff on the board. Yeah, or or you always drop in an extra cube or something, you know. Exactly. So there there might not be an easier way to do it, but um, I don't think any of them that get, get that complex, at least in the core box uh, for this one. So it doesn't bother me that much here, but it is interesting because to increase difficulty, you do have to increase complexity a little by choosing a different scenario, not the base one. Yeah, one part of that I, I, I like on the other, like I said, you know, you call it family weight. It is family weight until you get to the hard ones. And then like, it's, it's, you're starting to add the, the complexity, as you said. Um, so yeah, I, I like it a lot. Now, what are your drawbacks for it? Because not everything's all roses. Not no, everything's there's... Salvation Road here, okay? <laughs> We're, I don't know if we talked about Salvation Road on the air or not, but uh, first of all, you can't get it anymore. It is a game Mike and I designed. So that's why, uh, that's why uh, Will was joking about that. But um yeah, we, we messed up the difficulty on it, honestly. It's way too hard for new players. It's really like once you've mastered the game, the difficulty is perfect. But nobody wants to master a game that's kicking them in the butt over and over again. Um, so my drawbacks for this one, though, are for the loop are randomness. So you drop stuff in that cube tower, and it may just be to a point where, especially in the second round, you're drawing two time... Or two, whatever. two clones yeah you, you two get two clones, clones and if, yeah that they that, might that draw for the same area and it could be the exact same area so you haven't had a chance to clear them yet it could be the exact same area that dr foe faces toward and whatever area he faces toward he draws two drops two of those red cubes in his like little tower plus the number of agents there or clones there so it could end up being four or five that you're dropping in and again there are three different shoots that it comes out and it randomizes it actually pretty well but they could literally all come out the same shoot 
And one of those areas could get destroyed literally with one drop of cubes yep. from completely clean. So you need four cubes in an area to destroy it. And you have time usually to clear them and things like that. But so that's the negative of the clones is they increase the number of cubes you drop. So you definitely want to manage that. And you have a little bit of foreknowledge because you know which cards have already come out and they're not going to face the same era again. But with all that said, there's still randomness in there. And sometimes, just sometimes, not only do they destroy an area in one go, but it could be an area where you've almost completed the mission and now you've completely lost that mission and an area is destroyed. Think about a game like um, the, the one card that always gets complained about with Elder Charr is the card that says, you've just completed this thing. Guess what? You haven't completed it. You know, you need three of these to complete it to win. Each takes like 30 to 45 minutes. We're going to take one of those 30 to 45 minute like wins you've already had away from you. This is not quite that bad, but similar yeah. in the fact that like you could have worked on that thing for like 10 turns and then it gets blown up right before you get yep. a chance to complete it. That's the one thing that, that really hit, hit, hit my, my wife uh, in the battle. Like we were playing through and she's like, nope, I'm done. And because we was just, uh, we, we'd lost two. Uh, yeah, so it's when you it's when you lose the third one that you lose the game. It's when you lose the fourth one, actually. Before the fourth one. So so we lost we lost three. Like it was a, it was we you know early on, and it was just four of them came out, all four went into the same thing, and that was it. We were done. And she reacts negatively to that kind of thing because it's you know <laughs> right. she, she wants to feel like there was something she could have done. Now, arguably, we could have played better the whole game, right? You know, but you know, it's like that thing in sports. Oh, that one call ruined the game. Like, or you know, get a first down earlier type right. thing yep but you know that that can be be a, a bad feeling some people really don't like that the other people that i play with a lot now you know like it it's fine it'll be like it's that kind of ah throw your hands in the air be frustrated when it happens and you know you let's set it up again but well, that really really may turn you off like intensely. and honestly it turned mike off because that was one of his early experiences he was playing with his kids and something similar happened early to them i'll be honest i played the game probably more than mike and I've never had that experience. So I don't know if I just play well or if I've just gotten lucky. Um, and what I'm hearing is you're saying, Mike, get good scrub. That's what I'm hearing. Right, right, right. I oh, mean, yeah. it, it could certainly be that. But certainly he did not like the game after, again, he was close to finishing something. And literally it blew up in one turn. And it was just like, all right, I'm done. I'm not playing this anymore. Yeah, so, I mean, and for some people, that's just a bad feeling. You just got yep. to know that's there. Um, the only other thing that I say about that, that point is uh, I've already said, I really like the art. I just, it makes me smile. However, the meeples are these huge, awesome meeples with no art on them. They're just blank. Oh, really? You're going to call that a con? I oh, am. For me, I love those giant chunky meeples. Oh, and I like love shaped, them. They're shaped. They're great. Like, and there's like... no, there's no art. Put the art on it. But see, I fixed it because <laughs> there's a guy on Etsy levity games that makes vinyl stickers with all the art put them on there but now, see i think you just i had to, do to brag that. about the fact that you're like things better than mine i had to do it i had to do it because i was so okay every time i looked i was like man but the stickers are great the front and back okay it, it, it it's great they're, they're they're hard to put on like i actually i actually did a whole episode of deluxe my you know up sometimes people are like will you cover my coins i'm like I mean, I, I guess I have to start a new series now. Coins. Yeah, that's um, that's a weird, that's yeah. a weird ask. Yeah, well, so you know, <laughs> not, not well. Now I have a series where I've covered like dice towers and coins and stickers. But 
but I, I will say like I was just I was intensely disappointed that they looked so great and then I didn't have that art all right so if if you're like Will you need to go buy stickers yes you need not, stickers. I don't care at all like literally the big chunky pieces like they it's, do it just it's fine. okay not to like nice things that's fine I mean, yeah, I don't need nice things. Although we'll, we'll just call this the Marvel Champion podcast. So I did buy a, so I went to a, a convention just for Marvel Champions this year. And somebody had this like standee thing just to hold like the enemies, like cards, right? Enemy cards, like stage cards, whatever. Like you have all these cards and you normally just lay them on the table. Not a problem. Somebody had this standing like cityscape plastic 3D printed thing that, I was like, where did you get that? That is the most awesome thing. It's like magnetized together. So it sticks Ooh. together. It's like standing up and it makes the cards like easier to see. You slide tokens in to like track the health and stuff like that. Like it was a really cool thing. So I'm like, where did you get that? And they told me. And so I just went online and I bought it and I didn't really pay attention to the price. It's like $250 for this thing to like <laughs> beef up a game. Now, to be fair, I use it all the time because I play the game all the time. But I was like, I don't need nice things. I don't even sleeve my cards. By the way, I get trounced on for this. Marvel Champions, which is a collectible game. You use your cards over and over. Yeah. Like, not collectible. It's like living because yeah, you, yeah. you can rebuy anything. But so I don't sleeve them. I was like the only person at the convention that didn't sleeve my cards. I don't sleeve my cards because I don't care about that. I'll rebuy them if I need to. But I bought this like $250 thing to like, literally that has zero gameplay benefits to it. but it makes it's, you happy that's what oh, it, that's, it definitely so that's makes the, you happy yeah it's like the, the stickers that the, the, those those may make me ha happy in this instance and i was just sleeving so i, I rarely sleeve there's yeah. two reasons there's two games that i've sleeved i sleeved here as a tenifer only because you shuffle it so much it's that not as so good by cards. the way we oh. didn't cover that that game's so good oh i really really like that one but it's just, it's actually faster if they're all sleeved, just go, whoop, just slide them together. So there's yep. that one. And I sleeved my Uprising Curse of the Last Emperor because I didn't like how the cards felt. Something about you know, it, I didn't, I didn't like it. So I sleeved them. That's it. I can't get that one to the table. I don't even know that we have a physical copy of that. We played it on a tabletop simulator. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think Mike has one. Mike has one. I, I think. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's gone because I cannot, like, I wanted to play that because I love 4X games, but we played it once. And it's like, we only had time to do like a very short, like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. So I made some dumb choices early on purpose. So I'm like, attack, Mike's like, don't attack stuff. You're not going to win. I'm like, I'm going to attack because I want to see what attacking is like, right? Like, you know, we're only playing 30, 45 minutes. I don't care. So I attacked. I lost, of course, because I mean, that's what happens. You can't attack stuff turn one. But Jerry, that just turned him off to the game. And now he refuses to even play it again because I got hurt on turn one, like badly. Oh, Jerry loves you. I guess, but I was like, dude, I actually like I did that on purpose. You know, I knew not to do that. Like, and I did it anyway just to see what combat was like. So, but yeah, I I can't get him to play that one again, which is sad. No, that's a shame. Yeah, I it's, really want to play that. So maybe next time we're at PAX or Gen Con together or whatever, we can get yeah, that it, one to the table because yeah, I am interested in playing. It's it. it's a lot of fun. It's it's got some odd challenges. Like you you really have to pay attention like to the terrain and where you're pulling them because the trains have these different bonuses and it and it's long it's a long game it's not easy and you can definitely crush yourself early on i mean you can right. recover I, i've been wiped off the board in the first turn with one of the factions and <laughs> come back 
um, wiped off the board. That doesn't yeah. ever sound like that's going to end. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's definitely very challenging. And I've played a couple max player count games, which yep. was fun that we did it. Like it was a day event, but really, you know, two, two people, I, th- I think is where it's best on a side note. I was uh, previewing arcs from leader games and it just TTS, you know, that yeah. and we're, we're playing through and I was actually playing with Don from Secret Cabal. He was playing and uh, I can't remember who the, the, I think my buddy Matt was the other one. Uh, that might be another, but whatever it was, we're playing, you know, ha- having a good time. And Don had a moment where he's like, what will, what happened? Will, what's going to happen if I wipe you off the board? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. And I couldn't find it in the rules. I was like, I have no idea. I had one, one thing left. And so he just decided to go attack somebody else because we literally didn't know what happened. So I sent a message to uh, Brooke, who's uh, from Leader, who's awesome. I love Brooke. And I was like, what happens if you get wiped off? She said, like, I don't know. She sent me what uh, Cole Worley said. And so basically, he said something like, huh, so it can happen. Well, I guess I got to make up a rule. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. See, I, I mean, will get wiped off the board. Works, by the I, way. I can do that. I can get wiped. But one of the best things, I mean, I'm not a designer. I've designed a couple solo modes. That's it. But uh, Johnny Pack, what uh, he, I never thought about it, but of course it's right. He's like, you can play test the game all you want. The first day that game releases, it's going to get 10,000 more hours of playtesting than you've ever had. Yep. And that's when the, the shit's going to hit the fan. Like, that's when something's going to come up. What if it's going to come up, that's when it's going to happen. Because we we had a uh, solo mode in Dark Dealings when we first, like, another game you can't get anymore because it's sold out. I know but. I tried. I, I made my choice when I bought bought one. I bought bought myself a game for, for, for Christmas when my wife was gone during the pandemic for like, she had to be gone for six weeks. And I was like, well, I'll get one of the I'll get one of their games, and I got Salvation Road instead. That was Dark in my Dealings. Mind, that's the find. better choice. Dark Dealings is a good game, but I don't know that it's it's a lot lighter. That is for sure. Um, Salvation Road is is a good medium weight, like I don't know, pandemic style game. But anyway, yep. you can't get either of them. So the point is, <laughs> yeah, we designed sorry. a solo mode for Dark Dealings when it first kickstarted, and then we did a second kickstarter like six months later. And we're like, we want to change like these three rules. We wanted to change solo mode completely. And the publisher's like, no, you can't do that. We just released it. People are going to get pissed off. And I'm like, but it's better now. Like, like, like we listened to the feedback and we made it better. So we did end up changing it. Thankfully, they let us do that um, and sent out, you know, we, we said you could pledge like a buck and get the, the rule book if you want the new rule book or it's free online, of course, Yeah, PDF. So anybody who had the original one, had the old solo mode, which still works fine, but like the new one was just better. I forget why, but I was talking about the releases, playtesting. I don't know. There was a reason when I edit this, I'll be like, oh, that's what I was talking about. And it'll be very unsatisfying for the people watching or listening. Like, well, they never finished that thought. Anyhow, we both like the loop is what it sounds like. Yeah, no, loop is very good. Um, uh, I'm surprised at how much I liked it. I don't know a couple of games have done this like tower where it like spreads out at the bottom even dark tower is kind of a very similar thing it's like just another randomizer yeah um uh and the other one they did fireball volcano fireball island fireball island yes <laughs> you know similar thing where you got this random randomizer where the balls go down different ways i mean it's just that component is an interesting one i don't know if it's my favorite way to randomize stuff like i would be just fine rolling dice and like deciding where it goes or whatever else but there's something satisfying about dropping something down there and having it come out but i was you see this game and that's what it looks like to you 
right? It looks like this shtick in the middle of the table. Like you got the thing that spins, you drop cubes down. That's like the shtick of the game. But the gameplay is actually really good. Yep. What you're doing on your turn is really good and really satisfying. And the reason I said it's very family friendly or new player friendly is because you only have three cards. Like your choices, you do have stuff on the board. You use the cubes from the board. Um, and you get a free move and you get a special power with your character every turn. But really your choice comes down to what you do with those three cards every turn. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so you're limited in your options, but at the same time, it really makes you think outside the box. And it's a game you can get better at and you will get better at the more you play it. Um, and then when so, you get good enough, then you just try one of those other scenarios. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so it's very satisfying. I've enjoyed it every time I've played it. I haven't had any bad experiences myself. Yeah, now you got to change. So now the, uh, the the expansion gives you Fozilla, where it's oh. a gigantic monster thing. I haven't played with it yet, but there's a ginormous like monster that like runs around too and like chases you or something. So no, oh, very cool. Yeah, more but, giant chunky wooden stuff with a sticker. Get the sticker. Get the stickers. All right, I got it. All right, all right. Anyhow, so uh, um, before I, I let you go, last thing for us. You got to leave us with your words of gaming wisdom. Now, none of this life lesson crap. I want gaming wisdom. As far as for a designer, for a player, for a, for a who? It's your, it's your rodeo, man. All right. So I guess my words of gaming wisdom are do what you like and don't pay attention to what other people tell you. Like, Unless you're listening to Hungry Gamer or One Stop Co-op Shop. No, even us. Don't listen to what we've got to say. Form your own opinions. That's why I think playthroughs are a lot of times better than reviews because you can you know what you like and don't talk yourself into liking something you don't like. I don't like um, area control. Now, a lot of people think that means dudes on the map. I like dudes on the map. I don't like straight up area control, especially uh, push and pull, tug area control. Twilight uh, Struggle is like the best example of that that I can come up with. Like, I don't love that push and pull mechanic there. Like, it just doesn't do it for me. Um, so if there are games like that, you don't have to play them, right? There's hundreds and thousands of games out there, and you don't have to own or play every game. Look, we talk about, you know, our favorite games, whatever else, but my top 10 games are not the same as Will's top 10 games, which aren't the same as Mike's top 10 games, which aren't the same as Jerry's top 10 games. So find games that you and your group like, and everybody likes them a lot, and play those games. You don't have to be all over the hotness, whatever else, play what makes you happy. And, you know, I'm glad you said that thing about the uh, playthrough, considering our uh, campaign game talk. Oh my God. Find a playthrough of a campaign game and watch a couple of them because yeah. it's uh, that, that, that is, you know, Euro games. Like I don't necessarily watch playthroughs of that to, to figure out if I want to back it, but campaign games, you better believe it. Like um, Barrett, is sending me his copy of the Dungeon Universalis. He was curious about it. I was thinking about backing it. I've watched so many videos of that game. Just decide if I think I want to get more stuff. So I did the same thing with Madara. Just tons of them. Because like it's because they're not cheap either. Right. Like, so and you're you're not gonna just read that rule book. Like the Madara rule book is 75 pages or something like that. Like you're not oh. gonna read that. You know? No. <laughs> Madara rule book. I could not make it past page two. And then when I looked and I'm like, what's this other rule book here? Which was another like 50 pages. Now we got an early copy to be fair. Yeah. It, it, it was like it, an it's condensed now. It's better, but yeah. It was an errata rule book. That was like 25 pages. I was like, there's zero chance I am playing this game ever. 
like like none so. yeah I, I took um a whole i took a week to read through it but i never the reason i brought it because your playthrough the re, i never would have watched i never would have sought it out if i hadn't well heard baron raving about it but then yeah. watched a couple playthroughs and say like, oh okay i see what's going on so yeah anyhow great thoughts thank you for for, for joining me everybody wow oh not the longest episode ever but we're close we, we pushed it i didn't have enough tangents that's the yeah. problem well, you, you missed you, you missed your chance. You could have gone off on one right there. I gave you the opportunity, but you didn't. Um, <laughs> it's all right. Uh, I'm, but, I'm good. I'm good. But, my, uh, uh, I'm almost to the bottom of my brew. So, uh, oh, that's unacceptable. Uh, so, everybody, make sure you check check down the description of the either the podcast or of the video. You can get links to. Well, I've linked to One Stop Co-op before, but I will link specifically to the One Stop Co-op streaming channel. So make sure you have subscribed to that because you probably already subscribed to the other one. And uh, make sure you check out the podcast. There will be linked down to that as well. Of course, just find that on whatever your podcast app is. But One little plug, actually, for the streaming channel. Mm-hmm. So if you either love Marvel Champions, which I've talked about enough today, we stream that live every Friday. And also, the streaming channel, the benefit of the streaming channel over our main channel is its co-op plays. If you look at our main channel, it's mostly solo plays of games. We actually do a lot of co-op plays. We're going to do one tonight, in fact, again night of the recording of this where we're playing through sleeping gods so but it's multiple people and you get that co-op dynamic that you don't get when you see a solo playthrough even if it's you know simulating multiple hands whatever else you don't get that discussion you get live discussion not only within ourselves but with from the chat as well so the streaming channel i think it's really good for that plus i'm kind of the euro guy of one-stop co-op shop so if you want to see solo playthroughs of Euro games, uh, especially Gaia Project, my one of my favorite of all time. Um, now, yeah. if you will have the same number of drinks while streaming, I will watch that. I mean, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to uh, do do some some. You're gonna have to re- do some practice on that to get there. Um, well, what what I'll have to do is really just do something like the gin I have is like 151 proof for some strange reason. I don't understand. Like I had it one night and I lost control of my mouth after like one drink. Like I was literally slurring to the point where I was incomprehensible. I'll just have one drink with that and like try to stream at the same time. It'll be awesome. All right. So do do make make sure you you check it out. Great stuff. Uh, Big fans of the one-stop co-op guys. Um, So as always, if you found this video useful, please like, subscribe, share, Put it on your podcast app, whatever it is that you're doing. And uh, 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 Peter, thank you so much for joining me. And everybody have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye. Wait, you said you're going to edit this out? Is the rest of this staying up? Is this like what we're doing? You laugh, but I was on a podcast for Marvel Champions where literally they made me do all the research for like what was going on that week. But would you like a copy of Salvation Road? No, no, they don't.